Hey, hey, good afternoon and welcome in to the Matt Mosley Show starring Stephen Simcox. Um, uh, we're, we're glad you're we're glad you're here. We're glad to be here. Uh, Matt is under the weather, but uh, we'll keep you uh, we'll keep you up to date on, on Matt and hopefully everything will work out and he'll get back to work ASAP. Nobody wants him back more than I do. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll uh, we will work our way through a Monday. There is plenty to talk about today as we get into some uh, NFL football, some college football, some high school football and some Major League Baseball playoffs. Uh, Steven, this is the time of year where, the, and, and now that you've got things that are kind of disjointed, you you still got the NBA Finals going on, and here we are in October. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't they be going to training camp about right now? No, they should, Tom. It's really odd to see NBA games on, and I've been interested. I'm a big NBA guy, and a lot of people aren't, or, or just not, it's not their main focus, especially this time of year, because as you said, it's so uncharacteristic for uncharacteristic for them to be playing but I was so surprised that they were going up against the NFL yesterday I mean I guess I get it with the schedule you know you got to get these games in but I just feel like Sunday night Jimmy Butler had a great game Miami kind of climbs back in that series and it just gets buried because even though Sunday night football wasn't an amazing matchup it was Eagles Niners Niners had some people banged up it's just so you're so accustomed to locking in on pro football on Sunday nights. Um, kind of curious to see them doing that, but this is maybe the best time ever to be a sports fan. Yeah, I mean it's there. I mean, if you want golf, you want tennis, right. and I'm talking about major. T- that was the French Open's going on. We just finished Wimbledon. I mean, we're kind of cramming it all in there together. But the thing about the NBA that I, I didn't realize. And, and, and there's probably several reasons for it, but their ratings are in the toilet uh, mm-hmm. compared to a year ago. 2019, there was probably 14 million or so that were locked in on the NBA Finals. Friday night, with nothing other than one Major League Baseball game, one playoff game going on, they had the stage to themselves, and I don't think they drew $4 million. It, 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 They said it's a 70% drop-off in viewership. Now, is that because this is not typically the basketball season? Is it because and there and there was there's several reasons. One of them was, hey, people look to sports as their outlet, as their relief, their their stress relief, whatever you want to call it. And the NBA has embraced all of the um the social uh situations that's going on, uh, so the social unrest that that we're, that, uh, we're going through in this country, they've kind of embraced it and, and kind of been a voice uh, um, uh as uh where where some of the other sports have said yes, but they haven't really you know, the NBA has been right in, you know, right there. So people so so there's some speculation that maybe just maybe that fans are like, well, you know, I, I could get that somewhere else. I don't want that in my in my sports to mix. I mean, I don't know. There's it's just there's all kinds of speculation on why we are not getting viewership with the NBA, and it's the Lakers for Pete's sake. I mean, when you talk when you talk NBA, you talk Lakers, you talk Boston. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah, it's the Lakers, it's LeBron, and I, I think there's probably something to that. But I, I feel like for the large part, people that uh, have checked out on the NBA because of the social justice talk probably were checked out on the NBA already. I don't know if they've lost a ton just because of that. I think it might mainly be, and, and you make a good point. I mean, Friday night, there's really not much going on. Now, obviously, in Texas, you got high school football. And right. Everybody's going to those games, even though there's less capacity this year 
than there normally would be. But from a television viewership. Yeah, from television standpoint. What are you going to watch? What are you going to watch? Well, I, I think it's probably just because we're conditioned to watching basketball. I mean, typically it's in July, which is even more of a dead period. Um, you have regular season baseball, mm-hmm. and, and that's it. And, yeah, I'm sure there are some people that are, are burnt out on, you know, political talk in general. We're in the middle of election season coming up, so they don't want that involved in their sports. But all these sports have sort of embraced it in some way or the other. And, you know, I think another thing, too, is, and this is a, a kind of a big-picture view, but, I mean, Tom, honestly, like, people just don't really have cable anymore. And I think they're watching games differently. I think, you know, so many people are cutting the cord and streaming and, and kind of finding different ways to mm-hmm. go about watching games mm-hmm. or just watching highlights, which is not how I want to consume my sports, but I know that's how some people do it. Let um, me, you mentioned, I want to tell you something interesting that I discovered, and this is totally, it's on the subject, but it's off the subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I taped the Baylor-West Virginia game. Mm-hmm. I wanted to tape it. Sure. And I've still got it, and I can go back and watch it anytime I want. But in my program, they do it for me. They edit out they edit the top 27 plays of the game. Really? So I watch the top 20. I've done it three times now. It takes about 15 minutes. You watch the 20, the 27, what they consider to be the 27 most significant. Why 27? I don't know. Why not 28? Why not 30? Why, I don't know. But the 27 most significant plays of that game were edited together, and I watched it about 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. It is. And I know, I mean, you can go to YouTube and type in, Cowboys Browns highlights and you'll get a package from the NFL Mm -hmm. and it's 15 minutes and it's just about every big play from that game. You know, it's obviously the scoring plays. It's also sacks, third down conversions, critical plays, and you can watch 15, 20 minutes and feel like you have a pretty good idea of what happened in that game. And interesting. You say that one of my, one of my providers is YouTube live. Okay, and that's where I found it. I tell you, YouTube Live put together a, a, a edited package of the top twenty-seven plays of Baylor at West Virginia. And I'm telling you, it is edited right to the time the ball's being snapped. As <laughs> soon as they hit the ground, the play's over. Boom, you got the next play. You said, "Whoa, hang on a second, I want to see that again." You got to back it up, but uh, it, it's wild. I mean, because people are doing, as you point out, people are doing so many different things. So here's an opportunity to watch a game in about 20 minutes. Okay, I need I need the stuff that that made up the mm-hmm. the that football game, and I need it in about 20 minutes because I got something else I need to do. And that, but you know, now I'm going to go back and actually watch the game. Probably sure. will do it tonight. Uh, I, I was watching NFL yesterday, and that's why I didn't do it yesterday. But I probably should have. I probably should have hit it in about the first quarter of that Cowboy game and started watching the Baylor <laughs> game. But uh, it, but I just found that fascinating that, you know, it, one of the things that they always complain about with baseball is baseball takes too long to play. Well, now you can go back and you can – and there's 162 of them. Now you can go back and get – you can go you can go get a, a synopsis of the game and you can do it in about 15 minutes. It's amazing. Well, and it's interesting too, staying on that college football topic and just kind of shortening things – you know, we talk about baseball pace of play a lot, and they've tried a ton of different things, pitch clock, whatever it might be. See, I Lesson. don't have a problem with the – if you, especially if I'm going to the game. If I'm going to the Arlington to go watch the baseball game, mm-hmm. I want as much as I can get. I hope they play 12 innings. I want bonus baseball. I mean, sure. why do you – I mean, do you go to a movie and go, okay, I need an hour and 45-minute movie or I'm not going? No, you go because you want to enjoy – 
the the package that you're, you're so we're going to see a baseball game what what's it matter that's the beauty of the game it doesn't have a clock well on the flip side of that is i mean college football games tom last like solid four hours mm-hmm. because there's so many tv timeouts tv there's so many reviews they review everything now mm-hmm. and i get you, you want to get the call right but you you go sit under the hood for three minutes to figure out if somebody got a first down or not and obviously you know there's there's differences like the clock stops on first downs that type of thing um, but it, it's pretty crazy. We we do complain about baseball pace play, but you don't really hear that same complaint in college football, and it's a much longer telecast. Yeah, and, and here's the thing about baseball: in regular season, in regular season, they're not as long as they are in postseason because postseason right. has national television as opposed to regional television, mm-hmm. and those national television commercial breaks are a lot longer than the local. Re- I mean, I, I, I the other night the Astros won, and we're, we're carrying the Astros game on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. It was a four-one baseball game, and it took three hours and forty-two minutes. And I'm like, now hang on a second, why? <laughs> well, it's real. It's real easy. Every half inning, there's you know a, 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 a ton yeah. of ton of national TV commercials. Well, and also, I mean, if you're in Game Five of the ALDS, the manager shouldn't care about pace of play. No. I mean, he's he's got to care about getting out. You know, getting people out, winning the game. So you see a lot more. I mean, you see long at bats because guys are bearing down trying to get this thing done. You're not. It's not a Wednesday afternoon. You know, where the Padres are trying to get out of town. But we do have Astros A's. You can actually hear it on Fox Sports Central Texas, but it's on TBS right now. And I want to ask you quickly, Tom, do you like I know you're a you're a baseball guy. Love it. Do you like this new postseason format? Did you enjoy having games on all day in the wild card round? No, last no, week? as soon as they can, I I want it to go back to norm. Uh there's a they just double up double the Astros. Play, yeah. Uh no, I, I I'm I'm not I, I don't like the I uh, the sixteen teams mm-hmm. in postseason. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, I, I'm I'm okay with a, the little wild card format where the two wild card teams play one game, and that's crazy that baseball plays one game, but they sure. play one game. But no, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a four out of seven guy, and I know in the divisional playoffs it's three what three five, out of five, three five yeah. And then in the World Series it's back to but you know play a series, let's play a series and. and only the top teams go. I mean, if you know who the best teams are. You played 162 of these suckers. Sure. You, you've got it figured out. I mean, it's not like, oh, darn, we, we didn't make it. You know, game 94 and 95 really cost us. Uh, make the make Win games, get in the postseason, and then let's go play. The, I didn't like that. But I understand why they did this. I mean, I totally get why this format was implemented and i cannot stand before you ask putting a guy on second base those international <laughs> okay. rules or whatever they want to call them an extra innings oh yeah. and i get why they're doing it trying to preserve arms and in right. a shortened 60 game schedule where you're not taking many days off and you know i i get all that but man that is not baseball in my opinion well i also don't really know how much it adds and and the other interesting thing to that rule is you know teams don't play small ball anymore no. So in a lot of cases, you still saw a good number of 13, 14 any games because even if it was a situation where the home team was up and they had a chance to just walk it off with a run, you still wouldn't see guys lay it down. Dri- drives me nuts. Drives me nuts that they that that, that bunning is 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 a lost art in, in in Major League Baseball. I was watching a regular season game this year, and uh, Rugnet Ordor is at the plate. There's a runner at first, nobody out, bottom of the ninth inning. A left-handed pitcher on the mound. He's a left-handed bat. What? He's surely he's going to bunt. Nope. Swing away. Fly ball out. 
bunt him over to second. Give yourself mm-hmm. a couple of whacks at it to see if you can get him in. But And it's not just Odor and the right. Ra- it's everybody no, it's every, yeah, in Major everywhere. League Baseball. And, and when they put that shift on, Bunt it the other way. Yeah, lay it down the third base Stop line. that stuff. Right. Gallo did that a little bit this year. He, he you know, obviously hadn't done it enough that teams are going to change anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an interesting, and I think also it's probably Tom. It's it's a it's a systemic thing because if guys in the league aren't doing it, it means that you're they're not doing it enough in college and high school that type of thing. But yeah, it is frustrating when you you know you can manufacture a run easily and guys just make it so hard on themselves. 16 after 3 o'clock, this is the Matt Mosley Show. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Sam Blum of the Dallas Morning News. SMU Mustangs off to a 4-0 and start with their win on Saturday. We'll uh, talk to Sam about that and some other things concerning college football. We'll do that next here on ESPN Central Texas in the Matt Mosley Show. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a cool and windy start to the day with temperatures in the upper 40s and lower 50s. Temperatures will be in the upper 70s and lower 80s in the afternoon. Skies will be mostly sunny throughout the day. Tonight, temperatures will drop down into the upper 50s with mostly clear skies. Tuesday will be slightly warmer with highs in the mid to upper 80s and mostly sunny skies. The rest of the week will be sunny and dry with highs in the 80s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. It was like when we were first out of school, first out of Baylor. And he was trying to sell him a car. And uh, the guy said, yeah, I go to Baylor. And and, uh, and so my buddy from my hometown says, well, one of my best friends went to Baylor, Matt Mosley. And said the guy's, the guy's face just dropped. The guy responds, yeah, he dated my cousin for a long time. <laughs> didn't end well this classic matt mosley show moment is brought to you by our friends at central national bank listen to the matt mosley show monday through friday from three to six at marineland boating center we believe in families fishing and everyone who enjoys being on the water that's why marineland is home to alumacraft boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts for over 70 years alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch we've got an alumacraft model to fit your style and budget marineland boating center i-35 at loop 340 south or visit marinelandwacoyamaha.com Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. 
Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Welcome back into the program. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Matt with the day off. Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox. We're glad you're with us. Matt Mosley Show brought to you in part by Central National Bank. Let's uh, welcome into the program from the Dallas Morning News, Sam Blum, who covers the SMU Mustangs. And Sam, good afternoon. The The Ponies off to a 4-0 start. I bet uh, I bet there it's, uh, it's buzzing around campus. Yeah, you know, it's the second straight year this has happened. And I think last year, you know, the first two years I've covered this team last year, I remember it was a, it was a little bit more of a shock, I think, because it just hadn't happened in more than 30 years. You know, the team hadn't been particularly good the year before that, and it just almost came out of nowhere. And this season, the expectations were high. I think they're, you know, there's a, they've kind of rebranded themselves with the Pony Express, uh, hmm. you know, uh, going back to, harkening back to, I guess, both a controversial and a very exciting time for the uh, for the program. And so, you know, they're, they're kind of embracing it, and uh, it, it is exciting. And as you said, it's, it's lots going on on campus. I'm sure people saw the fans and the students and, the, and kind of everything that happened uh, with, with the students having to be kicked out of the game the other day. So it's a, it's a lot of excitement, maybe too much excitement. Hey, you brought it up, so let's talk about that for just a yeah. second. What, was that kind of chaotic? I mean, what did it look like from your seat watching a 1,000 or so kids be uh, escorted out of the stadium? Well, I was waiting for it to happen. I mean, at some point, you know, you just keep seeing them come in and come in, and, and you have to, you know, look at the context of the week before where, you know, they had played Stephen F. Austin, and it was an issue then with obviously a much less exciting opponent uh, in terms of, I mean, you know, Stephen F. Austin's a good program, but just, well, it didn't draw the same interest. And, um, you know, even then there were fan, too many students, and there weren't really any masking, and there really wasn't any rules in place. And so Rick Hart, the athletic director, over the week addressed it and said they would have more plans in place and they would address it and it wouldn't be as much of an issue for the Memphis game. And I'm watching the Memphis game and I'm like, oh, my God, they're just pouring in. Like, you know, all these students are coming and it looked like a problem. Um, and, it, you know, by the end of the first half, yeah, you know, they, they did address it, which I think was absolutely the right decision. I think there should have been more plans in place to, to prevent it from happening. I mean, what do you, what do you expect? students to necessarily do uh, without any real guidance on masks and social distancing. So, you know, it was good that they handled it and it was, um, you know, just a, 
it, it was it was the right decision. It was it was chaotic. I, I went down and talked to students as they were leaving, and you know a lot of them were confused and upset, and um, you know as you as you would expect a you know a college student to be from being kicked out of a big football game. When you saw video. They were neither wearing masks nor were they social distancing. I mean, they probably could have got away with it if they'd have done one or the other, but they were doing, they were doing neither. I mean, they were. It was just, it was just a Saturday at the at the ball yard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's you know, like it's it's tough because you know, do you want to? It's it's where the blame kind of is placed, and I don't. Well, I'm not going to sit here and place blame on anybody. It's not my job, but you know, obviously, you want you know, you would you would expect there to be more stringent rules in place or at least enforceable rules in place. And, you know, you'd hope that the students would, would adhere to those rules. But it, it's tough to expect that. And I think, um, yeah, it, wasn't, it, it, was, it was clearly a situation, I think, to any objective person watching it. And I've heard from fans who, you know, are sitting in the stands. In the stands, I'll give SMU credit, they do a really good job of, of separating people in the stands mm-hmm. and people really followed the rules there. Um, I just think it, on that hill, you know, it's just tough to enforce it. And uh, that's kind of it turned into a situation there. The uh, Saturday win was thirty to seven SMU over Memphis. Sam, on the flip side of that, for you know, kind of tried for so long to get some energy back and, and get people excited, get the students excited. Um, I, I know that was an unfortunate situation, and they obviously should have done a better job. But can you just discuss how Sonny Dykes has sort of embraced this rebranding of, of making this the Dallas School, and and they're at least trying to make the strides to get people in the community fired up about SMU football again? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing a great job of that. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt. Um, you know, it, it's – it's and then talking about all, talking about all the, the, the students and all that, you know, I think the obvious caveat to that is, like, you know, this team has always struggled to bring out their students. They've struggled to bring out their fans. And it sucks that 2020 has ruined everybody's plans, and it sucks that, you know, now the conversation is there's too many fans. It's, it's an unfortunate situation because SMU has done a really good job of bringing in its – bringing in the community they've done a really good job of of making themselves an exciting brand they're the number 18 team in the country and you know i think the coaching staff is the source of all the credit i mean they've they've recruited the right type of athletes they've recruited um you know players local uh that generate more excitement generate more conversation generate more stories on our website you know so i think that they're doing everything the right way um you know the fan situation aside it's it's a really um it's a you know it's it's a, it's a good program right now and they're winning games and it's right I mean obviously we'll talk I'm sure more about Reggie and DJ and everything that's kind of happened there but you know this team all things being equal could I don't see any reason why they couldn't just run the table in the season and that it, it all begins I think with with quality quarterback play and talk a little bit about Bouchier and what he has what he has done since uh, arriving in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, you know, Shane, and I think it's it's cool because you know we not to change the topic, but we saw you know uh, Chris Nagar at that game-winning field goal on Saturday, uh, and I think that those two guys kind of have the same story in a lot of ways. Um, you know, Texas transfers, it didn't work out there, uh, and they come here, and, and it's and it's like, man, they're the best players at their positions in the whole conference. I think, you know, you can make that case at least. Um, and so, you know, Shane Shane's story is 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 very cool in that he was. You know, he came to Texas, and it wasn't like he didn't get his chance. I mean, he, he was really good there that first season, especially those first few games. And it just, you know, as, it, as is the case with a lot of college players, you know, it doesn't always work out in your first spot. And he came and, and proved that he's still a quarterback that can probably play at the next level uh, and probably will play at the next level. Um, and I think the big thing with Shane, and one thing that I'm really curious about is, 
you know, is this going to be his last year here? I think with the blanket eligibility that's been granted to everybody, you know, it's, it's going to create a lot of interesting conversations. Could Shane can come back next year? And, all, and, you know, he's got every right to do that. So, um, you know, I don't know if I'd expect it to happen, but, uh, you know, I think there's a, he's a great player, and it would be interesting to see what, what, uh, what kind of happens after the season. Talking to SMU football with uh, Sam Blum from the Dallas Morning News on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Sam, what's the latest with uh, Reggie Roberson, and how much does this offense change if, if he's out for an extended time? Yeah, I mean, I, def- I mean, we saw it happen last year. Uh, he, he missed the last six games, or last five and three quarters games, uh, with a foot injury, and they, it, you know, they they were really, they were eight and zero with him there, and they were uh, two and three with him out of the game, out of the lineup. So it's a, it's an impact. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, as for the latest updates, I mean, uh, we, we haven't gotten anything yet. Sonny's going to be speaking later tonight, so hopefully we'll we'll learn more tonight. But um, I mean, you you saw what happened. Uh, if you look at the video on it, it was a non-contact play, and he immediately grabbed his, his knee. Uh, so, you know, I'm not I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to you know say w- what happened there. But it's you know you've seen it happen before, and it's usually one thing. So, it's a, it's a tough situation, and I'm really hoping that he it's not what it looks like. I'm really hoping that he's uh he's okay and he's able to play because you know he's someone that like Shane I just referenced. I mean Reggie's probably the probably the cream of the crop in terms of their NFL prospects. Um, so uh, just hope for the best with that, and I'm sure we'll know more later. You mentioned uh, the possibility of running the table earlier, and I mean I know there's still such a long way to go, but with kind of the the wackiness of this season, is this the type of year you think a group of five school could at least be considered for a, a playoff berth, or do you still feel like that's something that's probably off the table? I still think it's off the table unless there's an expansion. I mean, it's just tough. Uh, you know, I would have said the opposite if they hadn't. Played if the Big Ten and Pac-12 hadn't played, um, you know, and, and last year actually the the, the, the uh, college football playoff does a, a thing every year. They invite media to come and, and really go through the entire process of how, how they sit down and look at the teams. And, and my takeaway from doing that last year was it's impossible for a group of five teams to ever make the college football playoff. I mean, unless they're scheduling like four power conference teams in the, in the non-conference, it's really just tough. It's a tough sell. I, I don't see SMU. I mean, especially with their TCU game being canceled, I just don't see it. Um, but you never know. I mean, it's 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 wacky year, like you said, and, and anything really could happen. So it's if if maybe a couple, you know, Big Ten teams if they beat each other up, two team two lost team, SMU runs the table. Uh, there there isn't a team in the Big Ten or the Pac-12 or any of the power conferences that really, you know, have only one loss. Maybe there's a route, but it seems unlikely. Sam, we were we were talking earlier today, uh, just visiting in the uh, in our newsroom. Uh, the wackiness of the season. You mentioned how crazy it was. I mean, to me, if you don't have a a, a dog in the hunt, so to speak, this is a, this is a great year for you because when you when you turn the television on on any Saturday, there's no telling what you're going to see. Who who saw Mississippi State and Arkansas raise your hand? I mean, it's you know, yeah. it, it, and that's what I think has made it kind of fun to just to just to sit back and be a college football fan this year because you just don't know what's going to go on. Yeah, it's 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 fun just to kind of look at the scores because some of them just shock you. I mean, you know, just even <laughs> look at the two games that Texas has played this mm-hmm. year so far. It's, <laughs> you know, it's um, or I guess you know they played three, but you know the two competitive games at least. Um, it's it's crazy. I mean, you're right. It's it's fun. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, any any game, any game you go to, it's. Uh, I mean, I thought the craziest results that I've seen this entire year are is what's happened with Houston Baptist. I mean, they come in get just shellacked by uh, North Texas. The next week, they're two points back of Texas Tech, right? Isn't that what happened? And then 
Texas Tech nearly beats Texas. I mean, it's like all the results. I mean, what's the transitive property on uh, Houston Baptist this year? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, it, it, and you're right. I mean, it, it, there's there's really no rhyme or reason for what we see each and every Saturday. So it's kind of fun. Hey, Sam, we know you're busy. We appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for the update on the ponies. Of course, yeah, happy to come back anytime. Thanks, guys. See you later. That's Sam Blum from the Dallas Morning News. It's uh, three thirty-one, and and uh, Stephen, that, that's I'm telling you, it, it is a lot of fun just to sit back on Saturday and as as Sam mentioned, just look at scores, just go. Because at some point, we're going to quit being surprised. I mean, we're just going to say, that's what 2020 looks like. When, when, when you have, you know, we, we talked about uh, these conferences, these, these conferences that are not supposed to win. They're, they're going on the road to get a paycheck. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. And then they're walking out of there with a paycheck and a W. So, you know, and, and then again, Mississippi State goes to Baton Rouge, beats LSU. <laughs> They're at home playing a team that has not won a conference game in three years in the Arkansas Razorbacks, and the Hogs go in and get a W. Yeah, I, there's there's I mean, no rhyme or reason. There's not, and, and good for them. Sam Pittman is doing a nice job uh, there in Arkansas the first couple weeks of the season. But no, it's it's been fun to watch. And Tom, you know, it, it's interesting. Like you look at the Big Twelve, Iowa State, Iowa State, and Kansas State are undefeated in conference play. They lost to a couple Sun Belt schools yep. in non conference play, and it makes it fun for the fans. Obviously, um, you know, we can run down the reasons whether it's people out because of COVID, whether it's um, you know a situation where a team just didn't get enough practice in the off season, but it is interesting. And, and SMU is a program in Dallas for the longest time, Tom, and obviously there used to be a powerhouse. And then we, we all know how that fell apart, but everyone said, well, they're, they're in that fantastic location. I mean, they're in the Metroplex where there's talent everywhere. Mm-hmm. Could they somehow get to a point where they could be competitive again? And Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to see them against a Power 5 school this year unless, you know, a bowl game situation. Uh, But Sonny Dykes has come in and done a really nice job, and he's brought in a lot of transfers like Samuel, like, uh, excuse me, like Shane Bouchelle, who were at a Power 5 school and for whatever reason lost their job, didn't work out. They end up in Dallas. Um, You know, they're doing a better job recruiting, and it finally looks like there's some excitement for them again. And, hey, maybe this is the year. I know Sam doesn't think it's likely. I don't either. But with all this this craziness and chaos, maybe this is a year you see a team like that getting a, at least a big time bowl game just because of all the 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 upsets. That we've what seen. would it take? Would it take the SEC not having somebody go undefeated? Would it take uh, Would it take the second place team in the SEC to have two losses? Maybe right. and 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 you could see that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, who makes a challenge on Al- Alabama? I don't know. Uh, but I mean, Georgia and Florida, uh, could you, could they both have, or could one or both have two losses? Very well could. They could. And it, it'll just depend on how much grace is the committee going to give, you know. I a, think we know that answer. A lot. Yeah, yeah exactly. But how much are, are uh, Georgia with two losses or three losses or in Auburn with two losses mm-hmm. or three losses that finishes second? Are, are they going to be in, in line? And you would think they would be, um, but it does at least cause some, for some interesting. But isn't it silly that Ohio State hasn't played a game? And this morning on Game Time, we were talking about Ohio State being one of the four teams in the in the play. Yeah, and they haven't even gone on the field yet. Right. But that's we where we them. are in this system. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you kind of again, it drives me nuts. But you play your way out and not play your way in uh, in a lot of cases. Of course, or you know, does a does like a five and zero Oregon team that only got a couple games mm-hmm. in 
do they get in over everybody else just because they haven't been exposed as much as everyone else? Well, and that's a great point. And, you know, and you're playing within your league and your league, how good is your league? You know, all we heard about the Big 12, well, it's top heavy. It's top heavy. Mm-hmm. It's top, well, no, it's not. It's not. No, no it's not. It's There not, might be some parity. Yeah. Either there's not a lot sure, of parity or I'm not sure it's bad. heavy. I, yeah. mean, I, just, I just know that it's right now it's somewhat balanced. So, uh, but it, it does make it fun. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I Turning the television on and turning the radio on on Saturdays and and wondering what's going on and you know a lot of times you were like well how bad is the score how big are they winning by what today in today's game in 2020 with with everything that's going on you turn the television or the radio on wondering who's winning and and, yeah. and that's legit on just about all the games that you're interested in I mean there's there's you can talk about favorites and all that stuff all you want to I don't know that there is a favorite I mean there's a couple of teams that you feel like okay. Unless they just go out and just, you know, crash and burn, they're going to win the football game. And there's teams that go out there, and unless something just bizarre happens, they're going to get beat. I mean, but for the most part, everybody's in there fighting and competing. Well, yeah. I mean, when when OU went up seven early in the fourth quarter on Saturday, I thought that game was overtime. And I kind of checked out, and I wasn't really watching it. In past days, it probably would have been. In the last couple years, that is, because... You know, Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield, whoever it's going to be, is going to make big plays. Finish it off. Finish it off. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, I look up and Iowa State's making a comeback. So it, it's it's going to be a, a chaotic and fun next, you know, seven or eight weeks. You mentioned that, and it's 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 at every level. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have – there's no there's no real answers on why the Cowboys are not very good defensively, and they stink uh, defensively. They're they bad. are a bad football team. Uh, it, it, but it also goes down to high school. I mean, you're seeing not only teams beating teams that you're like, hmm, I didn't know that was going to happen, but you're seeing some really strange scores at the high school level as well. It, it's just one of those years. I mean, for whatever, you know, there's, I mean, we've got a million reasons why uh, things are happening, but. Uh, it, it certainly has made following high school football an interesting proposition as well. All right, 337, 23 away from 4 o'clock. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Matt with the uh, the day off. And uh, Stephen Simcox, Tom Barfield, we're glad you're with us on ESPN Central Texas. Following an open date, Baylor football is back on the field Saturday, October 17th, hosting the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Brewer to throw. He's got Abner for a touchdown. Again this season, tune in to hear J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the State of Texas Co-Sportscaster of the Year, John Morris, for all the play-by-play of Baylor Big 12 football on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. 
Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Looking for quality plants at affordable prices? Would you like your yard transformed from an unmaintained pile of weeds to a yard that looks like a beautiful park and increases the value of your property? Barrera's Nursery and Landscape is the place for seasonal plants, shrubs, trees, and perennials, as well as a wide variety of bulk material and landscape rock. Locally owned and operated for over 20 years, Barrera's Nursery and Landscape, open every day, 9 till 5, at 201 Sun Valley Drive in Hewitt, or call them at 254-666-9806. You have a business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something? Then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. Cowboys gave up a franchise record 307 yards, and the Browns beat the Cowboys 49 to 38. Cowboys now one in three on the year. Two games in the NFL tonight: the Patriots and the Chiefs kick off at 6:05 on CBS, and Monday Night Football has Atlanta and Green Bay kick off at 7:50 on ESPN. Major League Baseball today: Houston and Oakland first pitch at 3:07. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas, and the Yankees in the Rays first pitch. At 705. Baylor now 1 and 1 after falling in double overtime to West Virginia 27 to 21. TCU beat Texas 33-31 and OU falls out of the top 25 with back-to-back losses this time to Iowa State 37-30. Oklahoma State is number 10 in the AP poll. Texas drops to 22. SMU stays undefeated and drops in at number 18 and OU drops out. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It's 18 away from 4 o'clock. This is the Matt Mosley program presented by Central National Bank. Glad you're with us. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears, Stephen, and let's let's talk a little Texas schoolboy football, shall we? One of my favorite subjects. And again, here, here we go. You start looking at the scoreboard from over the weekend, and you're like, well, okay, really? That was the score? Uh, there was there was just a lot of those games uh, from over the weekend that uh, that were just they were just wild and in, in, in crazy ball games. By the way, congratulations to Brad Lowry. Brad is a winner of our uh, 
Whataburger Pick'em Contest. So Brad wins. He did better than us this week, Tom. They, well, they all do. They all beat me. I, <laughs> I mean, know. They, they keep doing better than us. Maybe they should work here. <laughs> that, this guy goes 9-1, and one and, I, and I thought we were going to have a 10-0 and there, but uh, he missed one game. And I'm trying to find the one he missed. Uh, bu- 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 was it Waco, Waco High? Yeah, game. yeah. yeah. He, he and he nearly high. got it because Waco High was an eyelash away from beating the Hippos. So they had, yeah, Kwame's doing a nice job there early on in the season. They they won that first game against was that West Mesquite, and uh, you know took Huddo to the wire. So obviously that that district is a bear, but you know Coach Cavill's got him playing well right now. And uh, University gets the win over Granbury, mm-hmm. so congratulations to Rodney Smith. Rodney, answer your phone when I call, please. Now, just a little, little side note there. Uh, but y- y- when you go back and you look, and I know you guys did the Friday Night High School football scoreboard show, uh, were, you, uh, were you a little taken aback after you saw the Cameron Rockdale Battle of the Bell score? Well, I was, Tom. I was very taken aback. Um, you know, Rockdale is obviously a great program, but they lost – three in a row going into that one um or at least dropped their last two had seemed to be struggling and i wouldn't have been shocked if rockdale won that game but i certainly thought it was going to be a a pretty close highly contested one and they just end up rolling over cameron yo so you know congratulations to the tigers they get to keep the bell uh but yeah pretty up and down season for rockdale but they win a really important game against the Omen on Friday night. And you can just go across the board and look and see where Holland, who had dropped two in a row, Brad Talbert's team beats Thorndale, a quality, quality football team, 26-21. to 21. Uh, Salado, uh, they, they roll. And how about Lorena and Troy? That was a heck of a football game with uh, Ronnie Porter and the Trojans winning 49-41, I think. I think we'll have Ronnie on the program tomorrow uh, on on game time tomorrow. Okay. Uh, how about Academy and McGregor? Now, didn't the bees have to come back at the very end to to get that win over the over the dogs, forty five, forty two? And they did. Uh, McGregor had a two score lead of about five minutes left in that game. Looks like Mike Shields is going to go off to a great two and zero start in district play after they um, edged out Rockdale the week before, held on in that one, and Academy. Uh, scored. They got the ball back with a little over a minute left deep in their own territory, and they marched down the field and scored. So that's interesting on two fronts to me, Tom, because early on, you know, Chris Lancaster and the academy team, they've been winning games by playing great defense, kind of controlling the clock, mm-hmm. low-scoring games. Well, they go to McGregor, they go on the road, they win a shootout, and Coach Lancaster told us that they had a backup quarterback in there. Um, for pretty much the entire game on Friday night. so And uh, he, he believes in 10 forward passes <laughs> a year. I mean, that when he was the offensive coordinator at Troy, right. I mean, that was, they that were was, running all over the that was kind of the plan. Hey, we'll throw it once a game if we need to or not. So, I mean, uh, it's interesting that, that they get in a shootout with somebody. It is, and, and they were able to find a way. So, um, you know, that's an academy team that was off to a hot start. They ended up falling to Lorena the week before. And you think, okay, well, maybe the, the bees are coming down to earth a little bit. Well, no, they, they get a tough-minded win on the road against McGregor. And, um, man, that's going to be a, a knockdown drag-out couple weeks uh, with, with Caldwell and Yo and mm-hmm. Rockdale and McGregor. Welcome to that district. Troy, yeah, welcome to that district. It's going to be tough. But, um, yeah, heck of a job by Chris Lancaster's team finding a way to win that game. Well, you know, if, if you'd have said, hey, pick the winner of Rodgers and Clifton, I'd have said, mm, I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, flip a coin. And then uh, Rodgers goes out and wins 43-7 to 7 
in that football game. And, and uh, Charlie Roten's team just gets it done at home uh, in, in a very impressive way. But uh, that score just absolutely shocks me. It did me too. And yeah, Clifton, you know, obviously Coach Canford's done a, a really nice job there. And they've been a force the last couple of years. Um, Rogers goes in there and wins handily. And Coach Roten talked to us today uh, on UNR about 2.30 and I think they're starting to find their rhythm, Tom. They were a senior-heavy team last year, obviously had a really good year. And he talked with us early in the season about how that group, they embraced practice, and they were mm-hmm. just really all about the work Monday through Thursday. And he's starting to see his guys kind of figure out how they have to approach the week um, to get it done. And, and Rogers is, is starting to turn this thing around. So I, a, a I great don't, win for them. I don't know that I want to be a coach retooling, rebuilding, re-anything <laughs> in that league. I mean, yep. that's just that, – there's well, just no mercy there. I mean, yeah, you, you get a big win against Clifton, and you feel great. And he mentioned it several times today. You turn around, you got to play Franklin on Friday night. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on the win. You now, for, for your efforts, you get Franklin. Yeah, good job. Yeah. You, you get to figure out the slot T this week. Yeah, who just put 63 up in their victory over the Indians of Riesel. So, uh, a lot of fun. Bremont, Jeff Cassini. Saski's team, they're getting it done. Uh, they beat Frost uh, Friday night, forty-nine to seven. So, and then uh, the game that I did was uh, was Westlake and, and the Midway Panthers. And I'm going to tell you right now, the quarterback play at Austin Westlake just continues. I mean, he was he was he was special. I mean, he's and I think he's got twenty twenty-one twenty-two Division one offers on the table today. Uh, and, and I can see why he he's he's that kind of guy. And you said this morning he he can make all the throws. He can he can make all the throws and. You know, when, you, when you're on the right hash and you're throwing a dart on an out route to the left sideline uh, and, and you're making that throw, wow. I mean, in, in, in hitting guys in the numbers. I mean, so – and he has the ability to run. He is flat can, – he flat can fly. So, uh, yeah. he's, he's, he's the real deal and he's got the complete package. That's, uh, that's the hardest throw in football. And um, heck of a job by Wes. Like, obviously, they're a great team. And, you know, Midway will, will bounce back. I, you know, Temple, I ran that game on Friday night, and, and they didn't quite dominate like they did against Longview, Tom, but they found a way to win again. Um, that defense in the second half gave up zero points. It's the second week in a row they've shut teams out in the second half. So they're playing well. They got a tough matchup with Arlington Martin this week, but Scott Stewart has a, a young team believing themselves, and they're playing with a lot of confidence. Well, I was going to say, Coach Stewart probably doesn't care if he wins by one or oh, 100. No, yeah, it's yeah. about getting a W and going to the next one. The beauty of high school football – Win in advance, yeah, win in no, advance. There's no style there's points. There's no style points in high school football. And Coach Stewart's team goes on the road, a, a true road game, and, and they get a W. That's, 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 all, that's all you can ask your club to do. And now you, uh, you come back after a neutral site game and a road mm-hmm. game, and I think they get ready to play at home. They do. Yeah, you're right. And, I mean, you can't ask for a better start to the season, 2-0. and And uh, Umberto Arismendi, their quarterback, he just looks really comfortable in the pocket. He just went and won that job when they played in, in uh, at AT and T, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, he did. just said, "This is my job. No one can else can play quarterback at Temple." No, I mean, he was a guy that was on sub last mm-hmm. year. Has really worked his way up. Has been working hard. Um, and you know, Harrison Pilot's a good player, and he was thought they were going to get him some snaps. And he's still getting used all over the field. They got him at wide receiver right now. He played safety last year as a true freshman. Uh, but no, you're right. Arizmendi just said, I- "I'm just going to step up and." and win that starting job. And uh, as explosive as Temple has been the last few seasons, it was uh, it was interesting to just see him go out there and throw the ball over the place. That's something you hadn't seen from the Wildcats as much 
um, last year, and, and they're doing it well. So uh, really impressive early start to the season for Coach Stewart's squad. All right, uh, 351. Just, and I know we haven't dove into it, but I, I do want to get your thoughts on, on that on the Cowboy game from yesterday. Were you as disgusted with it as I was? I mean, it was, it was hard. As, as Stretch would say, that's a hard watch. Uh, it was hard. I mean, it was hard to keep the television on, on, on the game when, when the Cleveland Browns' third team running back is averaging seven to nine yards every time he touched the football. Yeah, I've, I don't know if I've ever seen a defense this bad in, in the NFL, Tom. And I don't want to be like hot take guy, overreaction Monday, but it's just it's amazing when you watch guys get blown off the ball. It, it looked like. Oklahoma playing Samford early in the season from the standpoint of their defensive tackles, Tristan Hill and Dontari Poe are just getting wrecked at the point of attack and getting shoved three or four yards back. Running backs are running for Cleveland without getting touched. And I mean, that's not a scheme thing. I think Mike Nolan certainly has a lot to figure out and, and there's valid criticism for him four weeks into the season uh, but but guys getting just shoved around on blocks, that has nothing to do with how you align and draw it up. That's just, you know, about not having the talent. And I don't understand. I mean, this is a, a roster management problem. Like, there is no reason, even in the salary cap era, and I realize you can't allocate all your resources um, just flippantly, but, I mean, Tom, they legitimately have one good defensive player right now, and it's Alden Smith, who hadn't played in about four years right. before – uh, this season, they kind of got lucky with him. You know, Mike McCarthy had a relationship with his agent, and they sort of ran into each other. But well, that's what I said this morning. You could talk about Van Der Esch being out of the lineup, yeah. and the, but still, that's one. I mean, mm-hmm. there were they were there was no contact for six or seven no. yards, and then you had you had DBs running away from contact. It, that was what was. I mean, that was an 25 was an embarrassment yesterday. Well, and, you know, Jalen Smith looks terrible. Mm-hmm. He's always chasing somebody. Um, Joe Thomas is doing his best filling in for Leighton. That secondary is a mess. You mentioned them, and I think Trayvon Diggs has some potential, but he's just getting worked every week because he's guarding the number one receiver and he's fresh out of Alabama. I mean, that's a, that's a tough assignment. Um, he, he, the Browns almost hung 50 on you, and that's just – it's just embarrassing you in know? this league in that league yeah. and they uh they've came back valiantly and the offense has been inconsistent but it's been great at time when it's humming they're they're fantastic and they look great but you cut that lead down to three and the special teams play i mean that squib kick was was terrible but nonetheless odell beckham runs a reverse and, and alden smith was there he had the play he gets beat and then you give up a touchdown and, and you lose the game that way i mean it's just it's really maddening to watch uh, another NFL team just march down the field at will. And that's what you saw yesterday. The Browns eventually kind of took their foot off the gas, and that was uh, a game. And, you know, the saving grace for them, Tom, is the NFC East is just it's horrible. terrible. I mean, it's it's terrible. Philly took the lead in the division yesterday, and they won their first game of the they, season. That's what I was going to say. They're, they've won their first game of the year, and they're now in first place at 1-2-1. at What does that say about the East? It, it does tell the Cowboys, hey, look, if we figure something out, and I don't know that they can, mm-hmm. but if they f- can figure something out, then uh, 
then maybe then maybe they can get going and, and, and see what they can salvage. Here was my deal. And I know, and, and Stretch gets on this program and, or, or on our show, and he says, if they're going to take away the rod, which is what everybody's doing, then you have to throw the football. Well, I don't know that you can win with Prescott throwing it 58 times a day. And here's my other point. Run the stinking football. Mm -hmm. Control the clock. And if you have to punt, you have to punt. But if you control the clock, you control their, the number of posi- number the number of snaps your lousy defense has to be on the field. Well, and how about playing with a lead, you know? I mean, that's part of that, too. You can't – if you fall behind two or three scores early, then you're forced – Well, quit turning it over. Yeah, quit turning it over. But then you're forced to, to throw the ball over the place. Um, it, it's just a mess. And I think the NFC East aspect of it is interesting. And, yes, you're right. That's going to give them a chance. And there's a good chance they go 4-2 and two or 5-1 and one in that division. But that that's part of the problem, I, I think, with this team is that they keep getting lulled into this false sense of security where they think, well, you know, we're we're the best or, or one of the two best teams in this terrible, just horrific division. So we can keep getting by with that. But – I mean, Muddle through to a nine yeah. and seven, and here we go. You saw yesterday they're they're probably going to scrape out a seven nine eight and eight record, and they'll probably be playing an important game in week fifteen or sixteen, like <laughs> they always do. But even if they make the playoffs, they're not beating anybody significant because you saw what happened yesterday. You've seen what happens the first four weeks of the season. They're that same team they've been, and they're still it's still very early in the Mike McCarthy era, but they're still just an entertaining team that you know makes things happen, makes things interesting but can't close and can't beat good teams. And that hasn't changed as of yet. I mean, they're an onside kick away from being 0-4 right That's now. exactly right. That That's exactly right. A well-executed. Now, then you got to mm-hmm. give them credit. No, yeah, if we're going to knock on them for not being very good in certain areas, you got to – you got so that – yeah, but you're right. They could very well be winless in in the uh, in the month of September. I mean, just, you know, going into October here. But the, I, where they go, I don't have a clue. I mean – Sometimes I question, and it's hard to tell, and this is maybe not a fair statement, but it looked like at times, not not so much on the offensive side of the ball, but at times I thought even on the offensive side of the ball, that people just didn't care. I yeah. mean, that there was a, a lackadaisical, I don't give a rat's attitude about uh, about playing the game. And, you know, last time I checked, they're getting paid, and that's their job. But it it did look like at times that the defense was just kind of going through motions. Well, I mean, you're certainly not seeing – even if you're getting beat, you can still see 11 hats getting to the football. And you're not seeing that for the Cowboys Mm -hmm. defense right now. And you're seeing a secondary, which I think a lot of this is because they're afraid of getting burned, which rightly so after that Seattle game. But, I mean, just playing – 10, 15 yards. I mean, guys are catching 10-yard out routes or 10-yard curl routes, Tom, and there's nobody in the vicinity. What do you think Jason Garrett and the New York Giants are working on today? Run the football. Everybody's going to run it down your throat now. Even without Saquon Barkley, they're trying to run the football. They can line up Jason Garrett at the eye back (laughs) and run the football. People are going to run the football until you figure out how to tackle. I'd, so, li- I'd like to see Jason Garrett run the football on Sunday. He might. 358. <laughs> We're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll talk some college football. Bears with a tough, tough loss on the road at West Virginia. We'll talk about that in, in Big 12 football. All coming up next here on the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox in for Matt. Recently on Game Time. 
Okay, so Stretch, just before, and I'm talking seconds before the microphones open, well, you know, I, I look at Garrett and, and say, the beauty of baseball to me is that there's no there's no clock. And uh, he goes, oh, no, no, no I'm, they're too long. And that's fine to have that opinion. I said, well, Garrett, you got to understand, you're young and I'm old. He goes, well, that's true. He, hey. just, just, he just threw me under the bus for being a little elderly. I, no, that's, you know, I think after yesterday with the dog incident, you were owed that one. <laughs> okay. Is that oh, yeah, that's right. He wanted, he wanted to name too much after you yeah. and I. Wasn't that, wasn't that a very kind thing to do? See, I got our back stretched. <laughs> Hey, hey, that away, that away, Don't hey, take, don't take it, buddy. Just stab him back whenever he tries to, whenever he tries to throw one of those zingers at you. One of the many things that happened is, uh, is memory, and I forgot all about that yesterday. <laughs> you didn't clearly. Nope. <laughs> this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Let's take a minute here and talk about our good friends over at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. The uh, the Emory boys, and uh, they have been a part of, uh, well, they've been a part of this community since 1943, serving Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the uh, same ownership, the same family, and, and if you know if you know uh, the Emory boys, then uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we're talking four generations, which is incredibly rare in today's uh in today's business world, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has locations in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive and uh, Orchard Lane. And in Bryan, they're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5 and on Saturdays from 8 until noon and 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com. Don't forget they deliver and unload. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment, barns, garage and carport covers, angle iron, and uh, structural pipe. You name it, they've got it. And they carry all sizes of pipe from one half inch to 24 inches for all your fencing needs. And also square tubing, one half inch to six inches for all your weekend projects such as deer stands and or ornamental iron jobs and you know, just a just and just a good group of, of guys, and you'll you'll love doing business with uh, with the Emory guys. So stop by and see them today, or or uh, go online and check them out at pioneerboys.com. That's Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show. Stephen Simcox. Doctor Tyler Cooper, Dallas's own Cooper Clinic, says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. One thing everyone can control is what we put in our bodies. Most of us don't get to proper amounts of vitamins minerals we need from food alone supplements help round out our diet to ensure our bodies get what they need for better health whether it's comprehensive multivitamin like basic one multivitamin advanced omega-3 for heart and brain health or melatonin to help you sleep better cooper complete nutritional supplements has what your body needs cooper complete has a special offer just for listeners to the matt mosley show buy any two bottles of cooper complete vitamins or supplements and get one bottle free just use coopercomplete.com the coupon code esp in 2020. That's three bottles of Cooper Complete Vitamins and Supplements for the price of two when you use the coupon code ESPN2020 at coopercomplete.com. Live longer, live better with Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show is Stephen Simcox. If you thought about buying your first home and you weren't sure where to start or if you qualify, NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years and they're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, they make sure you know just what to look for in selecting the perfect home for you and your family. Call 254 752 
1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so you can access your programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Plus, NeighborWorks Waco supports Coach Dave Aranda in Baylor Athletics all the way. Sick'em, Bears. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Local officials will offer COVID-19 surge testing in McLennan County through October 17th. 40,000 COVID-19 tests have been allocated for this effort. Testing dates and sites are listed online at covidwaco.com. Save time, pre-registration online, and print your completed registration form. You can print your form at any of the four Waco libraries or three community centers at no charge. Registration will be available on site. Waco Transit will be providing free transit rides to or from testing sites. All sites open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free COVID-19 testing sites will be located throughout Waco until October 17th at the Waco Convention Center, McLennan Community College, Waco ISD Stadium, and the Syntax Chamber of Commerce. Please log on to covidwaco.com for exact dates of the free COVID-19 testing. You do not have to have symptoms to be tested. It will take just a few minutes for you to receive the easy nasal swab for the COVID-19 testing. Act today. Go to covidwaco.com. Be safe and be sure. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley not with us today, but Stephen Simcox is alongside uh, Tom Barfield as we're rolling through a Monday. Talked a lot of high school and pro football in the first hour. Going to talk some college football here in a minute. Did want to update you. The Oakland Athletics are up 3-0 on the Houston Astros as they are in the uh, bottom of the third inning. Oakland in a pretty good situation um, right now. Just got another runner on first leadoff single for the A's. But we do have some breaking news coming in and We'll hit that, and we'll talk more about this breaking news at 420, and we'll also discuss uh, Baylor and their loss to West Virginia on Saturday. But, Tom, um, Bill O'Brien, Houston Texans head coach. You knew it was coming. Yeah, he's been been let go by owner Cal McNair. According to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, Texans owner Cal McNair has fired Bill O'Brien as coach and GM. More details to come. Uh, Houston Texans were out to an 0-4 start. They had that tough loss to the Chiefs last season in the playoffs where they're up 24-0 and then eventually fell to Kansas City. So Bill O'Brien out after an 0-4 start. And, you know, I, I find this interesting. I mean, obviously, Tom, in a normal season, you're 0-4. You had high expectations. This makes all the sense in the world. But um, with all the different protocols you have going on right now, Sort of interesting that Houston would decide to move on. Well, when you wanted to be 
both the the coach and the and the GM, the decision maker on player personnel. You wanted to make all the player personnel decisions, and you wanted to make the football decisions as well. I mean, I don't know that the, you had much of a choice if you, everything was in one basket, and it was Bill O'Brien's basket, and they're zero and four. I mean, what do you do? If you're management. And again, they did what Bill O'Brien asked. They gave him the football. Stephen, for lack of a better term, he had all of the football decision making. I mean, it, it was in his lap. I mean, he had player personnel decisions and uh, and he had coaching staff decisions and and uh, all of that stuff fell right, right at the feet of Bill O'Brien per Bill O'Brien's request. So uh, he, he's, you know, you're owing for it. And the wheels are, I mean, they weren't coming off. They were off, uh, clearly. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things we were talking about. The Lone Star State's two pro football teams were a combined one and seven. And really, as you pointed out, an eyelash away from being 0 and 8. And you had a tough loss to Minnesota over the weekend, uh, a team that status was up in the air because they were coming off a, a game against Tennessee, and Tennessee had that outbreak. Um you lost to a couple contenders and you just gave Deshaun Watson a huge contract. So uh, that Houston team, they had a direction. They had a way they were trying to go. Bill O'Brien no longer fits that, but that's super intriguing time because now you don't only have to replace a head coach. As you said, he was GM. He was going to take over the play calling this yep. week. He was, you know, he was the dude. He was the guy. He got the ingredients. He was cooking the food. He was doing everything. So a big shakeup for Houston as they let Bill O'Brien go here in the middle of the season. All right, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that as we get some details. And, I mean, this is just coming in hot off the press, as we like to say. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who we is, but we, we do like to say that. Uh, let's talk some college football. You're, you're, you're just your overall thoughts of, uh, of the, uh, the Baylor-West Virginia game. Well, obviously a tough loss. Uh, Baylor goes down 27-21 in double overtime. And, you know, the biggest thing, Tom, was that offense against Kansas looked pretty solid. They were moving the ball well. Um, and you take a, a pretty big step back. And this offensive line, you know, we've had questions about it. That's been sort of the Achilles heel for Baylor the last few years. And on Saturday, that showed up again. Darius Stills from West Virginia, who's a good player, nose tackle um, and, and a disruptive force. He had another huge game. This is the second year in a row where uh, he's just wrecked the Bears, especially up the middle and getting the quarterback. You know, I know Charlie Brewer can help that by getting the ball out faster. Um, but again, it just looks like up front, they're, they're really struggling. Morgantown's a tough place to play, but as we talked about all week long, there's no fans there. Yep, it's not it like, was empty. It's not like it was a raucous environment. So they're going to have to find a way uh, to get things done on offense. I have some Dave Aranda audio. We'll just play a couple clips here. Here's Coach Aranda talking about those struggles on offense. Was it the O-line's fault, or was it just kind of what West Virginia was doing defensively on Saturday that was giving them trouble? Um, you know, I thought their their attitude and their um, their competitiveness was very strong. I thought they um, wanted to get in the fight. I thought that there was never a time to where um, you know their their eyes were down or they were um, pointing fingers or um, you know palms up. There was never any of that, and so I'm I'm awfully proud of that. And um, you know, because there were some there's some definitely tough times in there. I think, you know, um, we are aiming to get more cohesion uh, just with that group. And so that just those five working together where they see things and communicate things as one. And that was um, not always there today. And um, 
I think effort-wise, try-hard-wise, want-to was all there. And then I think, you know, at the, at the end of the downs, right, the, the ability to say, you know, I've blocked the guy and now he's working to get out to be able to play that, that piece of it or that part of it the right way and to not hold and do some of the things we were doing, I think that's a, that's a hard lesson. And uh, we're still in the middle of learning that. So uh, I love our group. You know, we'll, we'll get better from this. We'll learn from this. And I mean, I guess that's just how you have to look at it, Tom. It's a learning opportunity. It's, you know, a tough situation with a new staff. Um, but West Virginia, that's one you look on the schedule and kind of given what they've done the last few years and last year under Neil Brown, you thought that was a pretty winnable game. It ends up being a winnable game. You know, they, they score that touchdown to Josh Fleeks to tie it up. And uh, just too many mistakes on Saturday to get it done. Well, so it's you, unfortunate. You mentioned the running game uh, in the offensive line. They rushed the ball. 20, the Lovett and Ebner combined to rush the ball 20 times for 32 yards. The, you know, about yeah, 1.55 is not going to get it. And when you did have some opportunities because West Virginia kind of opened the door, uh, Steven, you missed, uh, you missed three field goals. You missed a field goal of 46, a field goal of 47 and a field goal of 51. And I get it. Those aren't chippies. I mean, those aren't, you know, just walk out there and, and execute the, the kick and, and walk off and know that they're good. But I, I think when you're playing division one college football, you got to be able to make a 45 yard field goal. Yeah, you got to knock those in. You got to get points when you can, especially in a game like that, mm-hmm. where it's just critical points are a premium. Um, and you have to find a way. They forced turnovers on Saturday, mm-hmm. and they forced three turnovers in the first half. Uh, and some of it was in plus territory, and, and you have to find a way to cash in. You know, they got the ball at, at their own uh, – or in West Virginia territory at the 25 on a, a muff punt, and they struggled to score there. So you have to find a way to capitalize on those mistakes, and, and they just could not do that on Saturday. Charlie Brewer did not have his best day. Um, Coach Aranda was asked about sticking with him even – you know, with, with the struggles he had. And here's what he had to say about if he considered uh, maybe making a change at quarterback with, with Brewer struggling on Saturday. Yeah, never thought about that. Yeah, you know, I think um, just with with Charlie in there and just his ability to lead our group and the way he sees things and the way that, um, you know, I, I look at that last, that's that uh, touchdown drive that tied it up there at the end. I mean, that's Charlie Brewer right there. And so... Um, you know, I'd, I'd seen it on tape and I've heard about it, but to go through it where a guy's just making plays a lot, a lot, a lot out of just willpower is uh, pretty cool to be around. Now, he was 23 of 38, but he, do, he did have two picks in the game, but he was also sacked six times. I mean, so the, the, the entire offense was just very inconsistent in their play yesterday. And they got the, what, the early touchdown uh, in the, in the, in the first quarter, and, and then and then they it's almost the, the second. No, it was the second quarter, and then they then they don't score again until the fourth quarter, and then they pick up the uh, the touchdown in, in overtime. So I mean, it, it wasn't like they were rock solid, consistent throughout the day it, it, because they weren't. No, they weren't. And I mean, you mentioned a couple things: one, the running game, and two, the pass rush. That's going to disrupt any quarterback. Um, Charlie wasn't great, but he did find a way late in that game to get it to overtime. He throws the pick in overtime that ultimately kind of doomed them. But I just, you know, I saw that chatter a little bit. And the the deal is, though, with Brewer, you have a proven track record. 
You don't and change quarterbacks. You don't change you there. Just, you I mean, don't with change quarterbacks with Gary B and, and Zeno, you just don't really have much to go off of. So um, obviously stuck with them. It paid off in the fourth quarter. Baylor falls to one and one, and uh, on the season and in conference play, and they'll get a bye week, and then they play a really good Oklahoma State team. Whether he plays well or, or doesn't play his best, he's the leader of the football team. Yeah, he's you the guy. don't change quarterbacks. Period. No, it doesn't give you. I mean, if, if it's if it's fifty six to three, and you want to get him out of there and make sure he doesn't get hurt, I get that. Either right. way, up fifty six, you know. But when when the game is on the line, you go with you go with Charlie Brewer. Come on. You don't, you don't make that change. You do. And uh, elsewhere, Big 12-wise, we talked about OU falling again to Iowa State earlier in the program. But I did need to mention the other kind of flagship program in the league, Tom Herman's team goes down again, Ooh. and they fall to uh, TCU. Texas now 2-7 and seven against the Frogs since TCU joined the Big 12. And again, it was a game where they made too many mistakes. Keontae Agram has a chance. At the end of the game, to, to go ahead, he reaches out. He ends up fumbling the ball, and that was really the end of it for Texas. Um, but Horn Frogs were able to kind of hang around, hang around, finally broke through there in the second half. And, you know, a couple weeks after – or a week after Texas survives that Tech game, they, they do fall in, in Austin to TCU. And now Explain that to me. Explain, explain how TCU wins, by the way, for the sixth time in seven tries against Texas. Here's a team that's at home mm-hmm. and gets beat by Iowa State – and then goes on the road to Austin and picks up the W. It's it's come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. And it's you know it's a bizarre situation in that that record that six out of seven. There was a stretch there from like 2014 to 2016 where TCU was just really good and Texas wasn't. But the last couple of years, Tom, Texas has been favored. They were a 12 point favorite in this game. And I mean Gary Patterson, they just obviously he's got a good game plan. Those guys get up for that football game. And they, found and they didn't overlook him. I tr- trust no, me. No, they didn't. I, I, we talked to Quan Cosby and to Craig Way, both on the radio broadcast uh, before the game. And trust me, there was no taking TCU because because of those numbers right there. Prior to, to Saturday, it was five of the last six, and they, they knew the story. And, and if the radio crew knows the story, you know the players know the story. And, you know there was so much conversation, Stephen, about this league is top heavy. It's mm-hmm. top heavy. You've got Oklahoma. Texas and maybe Oklahoma State and then everybody else. Well, that's just not true. No, it's not. It, 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 there's no truth in that whatsoever. I mean, th- there's no telling who's coming out of this thing. And I think the two top or the top two or three teams in the league right now, you'd have to say Oklahoma State. You'd have to say Kansas State. You'd have to say uh, uh, Iowa State. Say, yeah. and, and right here in River City, don't count them out. They went on the road and lost a football game in double overtime. There's a lot of people going to lose road football games. Uh, so, I mean, you know, uh, we'll see how it all unfolds. But it, this league is not top-heavy by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, you sitting there 0-2. No, it's not. And, I mean, this is uh, this is a year where you could see a couple teams in the Big 12 title game that have two losses. I mean, it's just it's a parody-driven league right now. We're going to have a, a Red River rivalry next week with, you know, a couple teams that are reeling in Texas and OU. And that becomes <laughs> – a pretty pivotal game and who's gonna kind of stay in this and at least have a chance to make a run it's brunch um, by the way it's the 11, 11 o'clock window yeah, by the window. way so keep that in mind but it's uh it's insane and we've we've just seen a unpredictable topsy-turvy big 12 race so far that's probably only gonna get more intriguing as we move on through the season all right 4 18 18 minutes after four o'clock this is the matt mosley show presented by central national bank tom barfield and stephen simcox in for matt mosley and we're back on espn central texas 
There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. What a beautiful Monday here in our area. Tonight, just as pleasant with clear skies, light winds, and very comfortable conditions. We'll see lows fall to 56 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. It's going to be a little bit warmer, but no rain. 87 degrees the high and mostly sunny on Wednesday. Just as beautiful with a high of 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. This 1950s-style diner serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats, and sundaes while enjoying music from the 50s. Fox's Treats and Eats, adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Today's job market is full of demand for skilled trade workers. Electricians, welders, mechanics, these and other trades are the backbone of every community. They're also a huge part in making sure the Army National Guard is always fulfilling its mission of service to our country and communities. Soldiers train to keep the power flowing, engines running, and supplies moving. The skilled trades these soldiers perform are the same ones needed in today's civilian workforce. Army National Guard soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. With options from plumber to helicopter mechanic and everything in between, soldiers are able to select the trades that best fit their lives. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession and serve your community and country by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. With more and more employees officing from their homes, how is your business pivoting during this unique time? Let the premier provider of technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, conduct a free business technology assessment for your organization. Our professional analysts will understand your organization's unique document workflow. You will get a 360-degree view of all your document-related expenses, as well as see your employees' challenges and areas in need of improvement. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600-UBEO.com. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season. Bird Colgen Ford's a proud supporter of the best high school football teams in Texas right here in Central Texas. And Bird Colgen Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, 43 years in a row. Nominate your Ford Tough Player of the Week at FordPlayerTheWeek.com. Bird Colgen Ford, the right choice since 1936. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. 
Slow starts and poor production have been a reoccurring theme for the Cowboys this season, and Dak Prescott addressed those issues following their 49-38 loss to the Browns yesterday. They're making the same mistakes over and over again. We keep hurting ourselves on offense, putting our defense in a bad spot, and, and that, that's what's and not starting fast enough, and that's what's uh, been killing us over the past few games, and once again, it's what hurt us tonight. Up next for the Cowboys is the NFC East opener against the Giants on October 11th. Jimmy Butler put the heat on his back in Game 3 of the NBA Finals and helped lead the team to a 115-104 victory over the Lakers last night. The Astros begin a divisional league series with the A's today at 3 p.m., and that can be heard on Fox Sports Central Texas. Two Monday Night Football games will be played tonight as the Chiefs take on the Patriots and the Packers host the Falcons. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Four twenty-two. This is ESPN Central Texas. Fleetwood Mac. How about that? So today, I, I thought of all days uh, because, and we told Garrett on, on game time uh, that he better be careful because you were going to become Stephen the musical director of the program, and boy, he didn't take too kindly to that at all. So, oh, has he stepped up his music game? Well. No, that's the point. I mean, so he, 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 he needs he needs to bring it a little bit. But uh, anyway, I, I thought today of all days that you'd kind of pick songs that you liked since today is your, what, 21st birthday again? I'm a big 2-8, Tom. Oh, so, you, okay, you're at a point where you don't mind telling people. Yeah. Rest of us, we don't, we don't like talking about it. But so anyway, happy birthday, sir! And uh, you, you, any big plans? I mean, for the for the evening? I uh, mean, no, not really. So I'll go home, and my I'm gonna make my wife's gonna make breakfast tacos. That's what I asked for for dinner, and then I'll eat some ice cream cake and probably watch Monday Night Football. And that's not too different than a regular Monday, <laughs> but it'll be good. Um, no, yeah, not huge plans, but thank you and. You know, I try to make our guest feel comfortable, so I'm just yeah. I'm trying to you know keep your energy up. I know it's been a long day for you, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to come back with some bump back music that you like. And I like these songs too. I mean, I don't play it if I don't like it. Oh, okay. So you do kind of pick stuff that that, that yeah. you enjoy. I mean, I'm more of like a soul R&B guy, but I I don't mind dipping into some classic rock or some hits of the you know 80s, 90s, that kind of thing. I got you. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's, you know, you can watch some of those uh, those infomercials late at night and, and pick out some pretty cool hits, and <laughs> you know, for just thirty nine ninety nine for the next twelve months, you know, those type of deals. Yeah, I I, uh, I see that sometimes at three in the morning if you're just perusing, <laughs> yeah. you're like, you know what, I do want to buy a knife set for for twenty dollars. That sounds like a good investment. But if you buy one, you get fourteen of them free. That's right. That's good. If you if if you're in if the you top, call right now right now and you're on the t- top 500 people that call in at three o'clock if, in the morning. If you call at three o five, that's yeah. right. So. Tom, we got a crazy baseball game going on right now. It, it was it was way. over. It was Oakland three to nothing, three and, to nothing. And, and you thought well, okay they're going to bury the Astros, but now uh, Oakland holy four moly! Three. So in the in the bot in the top of the fourth, excuse me, we had uh, that one's hit pretty well too. It looks like it's going to just drop though. In the uh, top of the fourth. We had Alex Bregman hit a solo home run for Houston. And a couple of batters later, Carlos Correa hits a two-run bomb and tied the thing at three. And then Matt Olson for Oakland leads off with a home run here in the bottom of the fourth. So Oakland's up 4-3. They just got a single after that, so they got a runner on first. And, uh, yeah, high-scoring affair here. Looks like this might be 
Well, maybe we're just getting a mound visit for Lance McCullers. Don't know if they're going to pull him here. Well, it depends on who's going to the hill. Is it Dusty or? I mean, uh, it just looks like just a little. Meeting oh, it's just a little. Yeah, a meeting of the players. But uh, I, I did notice, and Stephen, I don't know if you saw this, but when they panned the when the camera panned the uh, first baseline, there was a guy standing there with a parabolic mic, and I'm thinking to myself, self. There's nobody in the stands. Why do we need a parabolic mic? Why do we need a crowd noise mic in a stadium that has nobody in it? So, uh, anyway, uh, it's 427. Got to pick up that crowd noise, Tom. So, that cardboard cutout noise. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they, they did. Along, along the first baseline, there's a guy holding a parabolic mic to pick up. And I know what he's doing. He's picking up the sound mm-hmm. of the bat and, and all that and the pop of the mitt from home plate. But, Anyway, uh, so Bill O'Brien, for those just uh, just getting off work and popping into the vehicle, Bill O'Brien, the uh, head football coach of the Houston Oilers, is no longer the head football coach of the Houston Oilers. We're trying to effort some Texans. Uh, Texans I hello. You can tell it's been a long day. Uh, so of uh, the uh, Texans, have they named an interim? Have they named what they're going to do, or, or is it just he's out? That's you know we were trying to. Effort they, uh, that a little bit. Yeah, they have named an interim coach, Romeo Cornell, defensive Makes coordinator. Makes sense. Got head coaching experience. Has head coach experience. He's going to step in. Um, so he's the interim. Now, is this an audition? No, I, I can't imagine it is. Really? Romeo Cornell is your long-term head coach? I mean, I guess if he does a great job. You know, we saw 10 years ago, we saw Wade Phillips get canned when the Cowboys were 1-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. And Jason Garrett went 5-3 and three in the eight games that he had. Bought him 10 years, didn't it? it or did. whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, bought him two and a half presidential terms <laughs> yep. of mediocrity. Um, I, I just, Romeo Cornell, I mean, if he does a good job, I guess you have to consider it. But I can't imagine that's going to excite the fan base. I know that's not why you make a decision. But that's certainly not going to move the needle in Houston. The fact that you have a guy on staff with head coaching experience certainly does help, though, and and so he'll uh, he'll he'll take over in the interim, and and it may it may be very clear that you know, hey, look, we're we're going a totally different direction, but for right now, we need you to do X, Y, and Z, and and that's probably what they're going to do there. Uh, four twenty eight, twenty eight after four. If you got an opinion, wh- where would you like to see the 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 Texans go? I mean, what uh, is? Would you like to see somebody who has head coaching experience in the National Football League, or would you like to see them go and and just totally do something totally different, step outside the box a little bit, and give somebody new an opportunity? You know, so much of professional sports, Stephen, as you know, in, in all three levels, NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL, it's just you know let's get let's retread it here here we go again let's here's a recycle here this guy's been here now he's coming here this guy took two years off now he's back in the game so is that the route that the Texans need to go with with this with this roster or would you like to see somebody fresh would you like to see look what Carolina did mm-hmm. the, Carolina said you know what we're gonna go get a hot commodity out of the college game they went and got Matt Rule from right here at Baylor and and uh, looks like, you know, they've won two in a row now. Uh, so good for him. But the, the Panthers went a different route, I guess, is my point. And, and so as a, if you're a Texans fan, would you like to see Houston go a different direction or would you like to see them hire somebody with a head coaching NFL experience or maybe even go get a coordinator off, an, off, uh, off of another NFL staff that's had some head coaching experience. I don't know. Yeah, so some hot names that come to mind. Obviously, you know, Lincoln Riley's name has come up mm-hmm. in just about every NFL opening. 
Now, I still... The NFL job is the NFL job, right, Tom? And it's it's a big deal. And we saw Matt Rule, really from the moment he got in Waco, that was his aspiration. But he made, he made no bones about it. Yeah, no, he was very honest about he it. He was very upfront about what his ultimate goals were. Yes, he was very upfront about, listen, I'm going to listen to anybody. You know, even after that 1-10 in 10 season when the Colts called him, he listened mm-hmm. and didn't work out, but he took the call. Uh, you know, Lincoln Riley is a hot name, and he hasn't shown a ton of interest, but that's there. And then also there's Eric Bieniemy, who is the OC at the Kansas City, for the Kansas City Chiefs. He didn't really get much of a look in the last coaching cycle, but I think that's going to be another name that comes up. I think it has to be an offensive-minded guy just because Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. is the face of that franchise. You've invested a lot in him. Um, the other interesting part is, though, after what happened with Bill O'Brien, I can't imagine they're going to get a head coach GM again, like put no. somebody in that role. So do you go hire the GM? You got to hire the GM first, right? And, and let him decide who the head coach is, or does he inherit whoever you decide is the head football coach? What's the route for the uh, the Texans uh, as they as they move forward? And again, they've got tons of time. I mean, we're just a month, Stephen, into this season. So you you theoretically, I mean, you could wait if you like, but you you literally could go get your guy or guys. And have it done before the end of this season is 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 out. You could uh, Romeo Cornell, by the way, is seventy three years old, so I'm not sure if he's going to be auditioning. I, I would doubt he is. Um, another guy that comes to mind. I don't think he. I mean, I don't think this would be there'd be a lot of interest here, but it would just make sense. Wade Phillips is still out there. Now he has had some head coaching experience. He's Boy, also has he. a really older guy, but he obviously has that family connection with Houston and that organization and that team. Um, but I feel like it, it's going to be an offensive coach, and you're you're starting from scratch here. I, you had a really curious offseason. They trade DeAndre Hopkins. All they get back in return is uh, David Johnson, and they haven't really used him a ton yet. So you're building something from the ground up, and I would think you'd want somebody – uh, fairly young and who would kind of want to build this thing in, in their own way. So is it a college coach or is it a for, is it a, a coordinator at the NFL level or is it just a position coach at the NFL level in your opinion? I think it's most likely a coordinator at the NFL level. I, I don't really see them dipping into the college ranks, even though I know that's an option. We had somebody chime in on our uh, CNC Collision Center text line, Tom. Leon said, does this mean uh, they're going to fire Jerry Jones or Mike McCarthy because the Cowboys should be on for? Well, Jerry Jones isn't going anywhere. Um, Mike McCarthy <laughs> ain't going anywhere Ain't going anywhere right now. I, I, I get what you're saying, Leon. The Cowboys are a disaster right now. They they look terrible, but Mike McCarthy's still in year one. They're not uh, they're not giving up on that experiment yet. No, but I, I in they've got to take a, a good, long, hard look. You want to talk about needing to do a self-evaluation in a hurry that's a that's a team that that's got to do a self-evaluation and see where they are and figure out why they're being mashed up front and they are being and i know we talk a lot about their secondary not being very good but my goodness the front four is not playing well linebacking core is not playing well. there's mm-hmm. nobody on the defensive side of the football that you say hey that 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 unit as a unit is really really good no, they're not, and they have a lot of soul-searching to do to figure this thing out. The, the curious thing to me about the Texans is, and I understand 
when they made that when they made that DeAndre Hopkins trade, that was uh, late in the off season, and there it would be really tough to fire Bill O'Brien now or, or then. But like, what's changed? I mean, obviously they're zero four. This whole deal hasn't worked, but he shouldn't have had that much power in the first place. I mean, they really made their own bed by giving him all this. He authority. pushed for it. He pushed for he it, did, and he yeah. got it. And look at the end result. Well, and I mean, Tom. They're going to be a terrible team. I mean, well, it seems like it. I don't know. Maybe Romeo Cornell turns this thing around. But if he doesn't, say they finish 3-13. and 13, The Miami Dolphins own their first and second round picks. So they're not even going to get a good draft pick wow. out of this. Unless they do some maneuvering. I mean, they are really in a, in a terrible situation. And I guess you just have to move on to a certain point. But it was created by Bill O'Brien. And now you're starting from scratch. And you don't even... Like, at least the Jaguars, who are a, a bad team... You know, pretty poorly run organization. Haven't done anything since they made the AFC title game a few years ago. Had to blow up that team completely. At least they got a lot of draft picks coming in. At least Miami has some young talent with, you know, a good amount of draft picks in the next few years. Houston is really um, caught between a rock and a hard place. You wonder why they do some of these things midseason. Yeah. For me, I think when you feel like there's no hope, when, when, when there's just no emotion, no, no hope, in, in throughout the organization, then I think you have to start making some changes. And just watching the way that they went about their business, it, that's what it kind of looked like to me as well. I mean, it just they were just there sometimes. Well, and you can only give so many, you know, rally the troops, win one for the Gipper type of speeches. Yeah. When you're not winning games, it's eventually just going to fall on deaf ears. It's what we saw in Dallas with Jason Garrett. Now, unfortunately, we haven't seen a big change for them yet under this new regime. Um, you saw it in Dallas under Wade Phillips. You see it everywhere. When the when the players start to tune out the coach's message because the results aren't there, then you have major problems. And and that's what happened in Houston too. I mean, it's you can be the the most charismatic and motivational guy in the world, but if the results aren't there, there's no reason for for them to believe you. All right, uh, you want the early game or you want the late game? If you're uh, if you're a, you're an NFL fan, you got the the early game. The early game is going to be the one that was scheduled for Sunday, which is the Patriots and the Chiefs. Which, if you got Cam, then you got a, you, this is a heck of a good football game, and it still may be. I don't know, but uh, and then you have the Falcons at zero and three at Lambeau taking on three and zero. Green Bay, and that is about a seven fifty kickoff, something like that. So seven fifty, yeah. So right. you ha- you have a couple of games tonight. Wh- which one intrigued you the most, and why? Oh, definitely, uh, yeah, definitely Kansas City, New England. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with the backup quarterback for New England, looks like it's gonna be Brian Hoyer in there. Um, I still feel like Bill Belichick's ha- gonna have enough of a plan to make that a game. You know, Atlanta, they're an entertaining team. They can put up points, but they just blow these leads. And I think that's another team. I, I'm shocked that Dan Quinn's still there. Um, and I, I think they'll probably have to make that move soon like Houston has. I, I'm not really expecting much from, from Packers-Falcons tonight. Really? Not at all, huh? No, not really. All right. I think there'll be some points on the board. That's about it. Well, it, it, but it's it's still cool to kind of check out Lambeau. I mean, that's yeah, one of those places. So, uh, and, and that is your 8 o'clock game or your 7.50 game. But I, I'll be curious to see how – the Patriots go about their offense. I mean, what? I mean, it's not like they can make a lot of changes uh, schematically, but you know, there's certain things that, that that Cam brings to the table that nobody else on the planet can bring to the no, table. Yeah, so Brian Hoyer's not running a lot of zone reads. Tonight. No, <laughs> it significantly limits you, and that's kind of the thing when you build. And it, it's been it's worked when you build something around a guy like Cam, more of a dual threat player. 
Um, when you don't have that as your backup, then it makes things tougher. All right, it's 438, 22 in front of 5. We're going to step aside. We're coming back with more of the Matt Mosley program on ESPN Central Texas. Following an open date, Baylor football is back on the field Saturday, October 17th, hosting the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Brewer to throw. He's got Abner for a touchdown. Again this season, tune in to hear J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the State of Texas Co-Sportscaster of the Year, John Morris, for all the play-by-play of Baylor Big 12 football on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Alan Samuels and Ram are extending one of their biggest truck events. It's Ram Power Days, and it's back for the month of October. You need to go by and see Ted Teague, our good friend. Ted loves the car business. He loves Waco and he uh, he and his staff are ready to treat you right and give you the best buying experience. And I'll tell you something else that Ted loves. He loves high school football. Ted is a big high school football fan. So if you're in the market for for a new uh, for a new vehicle, then you need to go check out Alan Samuels and uh, their, uh, their Ram Power Days back for the month of October. This time of the year is truck season at Alan Samuels and Ram Power Days means that you can get incredible prices on that new Ram. A lot of a lot of car folks have been uh, having a tough time lately getting fresh inventory and keeping those uh, keeping those cool-looking vehicles on the lot. But Alan Samuels has multiple dealerships and, and connections all across the U.S. So you could walk in and say, "This I'm Stephen Simcox, and I want to pick up, and I want it to be old chartreuse in color. And I promise you that Ted and his staff are going to uh, get on their, uh, their big locator there, and they're going to find you the vehicle of your choice. So for you Jeep fans, and uh, Jeep Adventure Days has also been extended, and there's tremendous bargains on every Jeep model. Great financing available as well. A huge selection uh, to the, uh, like, uh, Grand Cherokee. Bargain prices right now going on during the Jeep Adventure Days. So go see our good friends, Ted Teague and his staff at Allen Samuels, and uh, you'll be glad you didn't tell them that uh, we sent you by. Would you please? Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders for customers on the go. Only in Waco, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, 1412 North Valley Mills Drive and 105 South 5th Street. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. What do you call a spicy, crispy, flavor-packed, perfectly marinated chicken filet that's spicy on the inside, topped with fresh veggies, tangy pickles, and mayo? Some might call it the sandwich of their dreams. But if you're within range of a Whataburger, you can just call it lunch. Introducing the new limited-time spicy chicken sandwich. Sounds like the perfect way to spice up your next meal. It's everything you could ever want from a sandwich, and it's available now. So get to Whataburger and get your hands on it yourself. 
Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you've been missing, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and events for all interests. Members are raving about the wide open spaces and comfortable atmosphere. Contact April or Stephanie at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home today. Looking for quality plants at affordable prices? Would you like your yard transformed from an unmaintained pile of weeds to a yard that looks like a beautiful park and increases the value of your property? Barrera's Nursery and Landscape is the place for seasonal plants, shrubs, trees, and perennials, as well as a wide variety of bulk material and landscape rock. Locally owned and operated for over 20 years, Barrera's Nursery and Landscape, open every day, 9 till 5, at 201 Sun Valley Drive in Hewitt, or call them at 254-666-9806. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Slow starts and poor production have been a reoccurring theme for the Cowboys this season, and Dak Prescott addressed those issues following their 49-38 loss to the Browns yesterday. They're making the same mistakes over and over again. We keep hurting ourselves on offense, putting our defense in a bad spot, and, and that, that's what and not starting fast enough, and that's what's uh, been killing us over the past few games, and once again, it's what hurt us tonight. Up next for the Cowboys is the NFC East opener against the Giants on October 11th. Jimmy Butler put the heat on his back in Game 3 of the NBA Finals and helped lead the team to a 115-104 victory over the Lakers last night. The Astros began in a divisional league series with the A's today at 3 p.m., and that can be heard on Fox Sports Central Texas. Two Monday night football games will be played tonight as the Chiefs take on the Patriots and the Packers host the Falcons. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Monday afternoon drive to the house. Sound like FM disc jockey, huh? 444, 16 in front of five. We're glad you're with us. This is the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Tom Barfield pinch hitting for Matt. Uh, he is uh, out today and uh, hopefully he'll be back soon with us. So anyway, we're glad you're alongside as uh, we roll through a Monday recapping the weekend that was. And, and Stephen, one of the one of the, uh, the there was a lot of shockers when you start looking at all the high school games, college games, and NFL games. The way the Cowboys played to me was shocking. I mean, it was just it, incre- great, it was incredibly disappointing to see the the effort or lack thereof, if you will, uh, in how the Cowboys, particularly on the defensive side of the football. But you know what? Hey, in the first quarter, it was just one of those back and forth jobs. You score, I score. But then they they turned the ball over what on on consecutive plays, consecutive plays, and that's becoming a trend. And I just don't know what you do about that, Tom. I mean, you can teach all the ball security drills you want, but just giveaways like that. And it's been mostly fumbles. You know, Dak. Okay, strip sack. That stuff happens. Guy gets off the edge, and you're pulling the ball back. There's not a ton you can do about it. but And there were a couple of three throws, I promise you, that Dak wanted back, mm-hmm. that they hit brown jerseys right in the numbers, and they just didn't catch them. That's why they're on defense and not offense. Yeah. But uh, he, he, there was a couple of really errant throws to go along with that, but they dropped them. They, they didn't make – or, or it would or could have been – should and should have been a lot worse. Only threw one pick, could have thrown three or four, as yeah. you said. I mean, you know, that ball to Cooper – 
uh, on fourth and two where they scored a touchdown. That's about as tight as a window as you'll ever see. I still don't even know if he knew where he was throwing, but he, he snuck it in there. In the How about the one to Wilson? Yeah. Uh, uh, how do you drop that in? I mean, he made some throws yesterday that were as big time as you can. They, you, but then again, they'll come right back and, and, and make an error. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the lack of consistency. Uh, and, and again, it's hard for me to say it, but it, it, it does look like, and, and unless you're in the stadium and, and really right down there, you don't know. But sometimes I thought I felt like they just weren't playing with a whole lot of passion. Well, and as good as they were in the fourth quarter on offense, they went a quarter and a half without scoring. I mean, it was forty-one fourteen, and that's when that's left. when the nap started for yours truly. I mean, you know, I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. I, I just can't do this. Just go to sleep on the couch. That's exactly right. And then you wake up and you go, Hang on a second, it's forty-one thirty-eight. How that happened? So you go back and you start watching. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you rewind and you know, as soon and here as they, they go. suck you back in, then they yep. give up another big play. And they did right at forty-one to thirty-eight. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so. That the bad kick, and then all of a sudden the Browns are on the board again. So another touchdown. And uh, Dak actually talked after the game about you mentioned the turnovers, just the frustration of making the same mistakes over and over week after week. I mean, you said it, making the same mistakes over and over again. Uh, we keep hurting ourselves on offense, putting our defense in a bad, uh, bad spot, and uh, and that, that's what and not starting fast enough, and that's what's uh, been killing us over the past few games. And once again, it's what hurt us tonight. And as you said, uh, yeah, that, that's definitely frustrating. It's just making the same mistakes over and over. And Tom, I mean, turnovers kill any team. It, it's just it's simple football one hundred and one. You cannot give the ball away. You cannot give the team extra possessions especially in plus territory, expect to win games. But when your defense is terrible, I mean, it really puts a premium on. You cannot give the ball away. You cannot put that defense in adverse situations. No, you you cannot give extra extra possessions to the opponent because your defense is – you, for every – you got to assume for every possession your opponent has, it's seven points. Mm-hmm. And if they don't score, boy, there's a bonus. So – how about the how about the mindset that we've got to go on the field as an offensive unit and score touchdowns on every possession or we're going to fall behind and dig ourselves a hole? I mean, I think that's probably their mindset going into the football game, and they're not going to say it publicly. We get that. It's about team and all that stuff, but you got to believe that they're thinking we can't we can't not score. We have to score every time we touch the football or we're going to dig ourselves a hole. No, there has to be that pressure there because, you know, we've seen it the first few weeks. If they give up the ball or they don't score a couple possessions in a row and all of a sudden you're in a hole, he was actually asked about that. The pressure, does this pressure feel any off? It, does this offense feel any pressure to score every time they touch the ball because of the, the struggles the defense is having right now? No, I mean, uh, we, we can't we can't press. Uh, and I think I, I may have done that personally a little bit earlier in the third quarter, but uh, you can't press when you when you get down in games. I mean, we've showed that we can continue to come back. So um, that, that's something that uh, we we have to avoid trying to do is trying to press and trying to be perfect and just knowing that um, it'll all click if we just as I, as I always tell the offense, we all take care of our job individually. Um, it'll work it'll work well together. So we've just got to focus on doing our job, handling our side of the ball, uh, and giving our team um, a best chance to win. That's Dak Prescott talking about uh, the the loss yesterday, and and you know where they go and what they do is, is going to be interesting to see. And and uh, he, but Dak feels at least publicly he he says that this is a football team that can turn things around and get it going. 
He does. Uh, yeah, he was asked about that too and kind of why he feels confident about this team turning things around. Yeah, the men that we have. Uh, the men that we have on this team uh, and the coaches. Uh, we've got great leaders and starting with uh, Coach McCarthy. I mean, he's one of those coaches that uh, it hurts. When you, when you lose a game like this, uh, it hurts uh, that, that you let him down. Um, be, you're, you're almost um, – you're more hurt that you disappointed him and you'd rather him be mad at you. So, I mean – uh, he comes in, comes in each and every day, leads the right way, and we've got to be better uh, executing on the field for him and the rest of the coaches, um, to, and taking and translating what we what we do throughout the week onto the game field on Sunday. Um, so, as I said, though, the character of each and every man on, on this team and the resiliency of this team together, uh, it'll show. It'll show as we uh, as we keep moving forward throughout this season. Where on earth do they go from here? I I, I am so curious mm-hmm. and intrigued by. A game that they they could and should win on Sunday. They got the Giants coming in here, and that's a game that that they've got to go win. I mean the the three twenty five kick. I, I believe it's the late window. Yeah, it's the the three twenty five yep. kick. So they America's got the, game of the week. <laughs> yeah, how about it? Three twenty five with the the look at the markets. It's the Cowboys and it's the it's New York City. So uh, where does this Cowboy football team go, and how do they respond coming off of this loss? Uh, from uh, from from uh, the Cleveland game, uh, it it'll be curious to see where where they go with 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 this game on Sunday. Well, and also let, let's talk about this for a second. So Dak Prescott's the guy talking here. He's the leader of this team. He's not locked up long term. Now, Cowboys publicly still say they're committed to him. He's throwing the ball over the place for the first four weeks of the season. But if the bottom falls out of this thing, I mean, you already have. And, and by the way, you've paid Ezekiel Elliott, and he's still a productive player. But he's with all twelve carries, he's he's yeah. right there getting it done. He's you know obviously not the sixteen hundred yard a season guy that he was his rookie year. You paid Jalen Smith, who just looks really bad right now. I mean, he's not a good football player. There's no way around it. You paid Lyle Collins, who just had hip surgery and is done be out for the season. Um, you've invested all this money. You paid Amari Cooper, who's you know been fine. That's another twenty million dollars a year. You got locked up in a wide receiver. If you come to the end with Dak and you're staring, you know, a thirty-eight to forty million dollar a year contract in the face for a, a franchise quarterback who's been very good, and the numbers say that he's one of the best in the league, but you still haven't gotten anywhere with him. I mean, you're at a huge crossroads there, Tom. Like, what do you do if you miss the playoffs again or if you're a bad football team this year? Where do you go? Franchise tag again. Again. You just one-up them again. That, I mean, what it, What else do you do? I mean, <laughs> now he turned down what I thought was pretty good change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. But uh, if you don't. If you don't franchise tag him, obviously I think that's where you go. And if you don't sign him to a deal, then you're saying to everybody, we're about to get this thing and start over. And and why on earth? You've got – they they think offensively they got the pieces in place, right? Uh, and, 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 again, they had last night or yesterday – let's see. Uh, Prescott, he threw it for 500 yards, and uh, you you rush for – I think Zeke had 54 yards. 50, you had another 85 on the ground. So, you know, you've got uh, you've got 600 yards of offense. 
Well, and I mean, yeah, Tom, they've they've changed their whole philosophy. I mean, they are not a power running team anymore. Which I don't get. I mean, uh, unless you're just saying the offensive line's not good enough to be a power running football team. Which you've got you've got an elite running back. Yeah, you're banged up right now, but so I mean, what? Tyron Smith is there. Zach Martin's there. Joe Looney's a serviceable backup who's become a starter. Look, he's one of the top two, three, four running backs in the league. Give him the stinking football and sh- and, and keep the opponent offense off the field mm-hmm. and see where it takes you. Throwing it, you know what throwing it 60 times gets you. It gets you a lot of stats and a loss. Right. I mean, back-to-back weeks to Seattle and, 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 and Cleveland have proven that, right? It has, and I mean, can you shorten these? Can you get to a point where can you jump out to a ten nothing lead or a fourteen nothing lead and try to shorten these games and stop falling behind thirty one to fourteen? Well, you almost got to play perfect on offense. You do. You, yeah. you almost I mean, have to play flawless football have, on the offensive side. They have side. no margin for error. Nope. You almost have to play flawless football on the offensive side, which you know every member of the offensive coaching staff and players know that they do. They know they what know they it. got. Yeah, they, they're they not going to say it, do. but they know it. They know they can't afford to waste possessions. All right, it's four fifty-five. We're going to step aside right here, and we'll come back with hour three of the Matt Mosley Show on a Monday. We'll do that next, right here on ESPN Central Texas. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football twenty twenty. Fresh got under center, second and ten, back to throw. Only heard here. Deep middle, cut. Wilson at the twenty, left sideline ten. All season, Cedric Wilson. Streaking down the sideline for a touchdown. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Giants. Live from AT&T Stadium on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody has a better selection of Ram trucks than Cameron Autoplex. Need a large truck for your growing family? They've got that. Need a do-everything truck? They've got that. Need a heavy-duty work truck? They've got that, too. More and more of Central Texas buyers are making that short drive to Cameron Autoplex on Highway 77 South in Cameron and at CameronAutoplex.com. Find out why new truck owners are saying it's always cheaper in Cameron. Let's face it, some people just like driving around in the new. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters to talk about those truck owners that know they have naked trucks but simply don't care. You'll hear them saying something like, I'm just driving around free and easy, nothing constricting me. Gross. But there is something that can entice almost any naked truck owner. Leather. I mean, they kind of go together, right? And Pickup Outfitters is an authorized dealer and professional installer of cat skin leather seats. So I'm asking you to do your part and help us in truck nudity. The next time you're near your naked truck owner friend, you can say something like, you know what would really be sexy on your truck? Leather. And they'll get that sly smile, and you know you've hit them in their weak spot. Pickup Outfitters installs factory matching leather kits or custom kits in just about any color combination for your truck or even car. It's the sexy thing to do. You can be part of the problem, or you can create a commotion with cat skin leather seats at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at citizenstatebanktx.com. 
Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good luck to the Midway Panthers as they continue their tradition of excellence this season. At Wilkerson Hatch Bailey, we also carry traditions. I'm Brooklyn Bailey. For 95 years, our family has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services and celebrations custom to your loved ones. From intimate memorials to large celebrations, we believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to your family. Learn more at whbfamily.com. business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. Stonewood Dental is your comfortable and remarkable home for a full spectrum of general dentistry starting at age six months. They feature a specialized treatment of TMJ pain known as biostetics, the highest degree of bite correction treatment that relieves patients of pain and gives them the smile of a lifetime. From simple fillings to full cosmetic reconstruction, Stonewood Dental also specializes in oral or IV sedation, implants, and wisdom teeth removal. They accept most insurance policies, including Medicaid and CHIPS at Stonewood Dental in Robinson. My house has a new glow, I love my windows, universal windows direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. The 5 o'clock hour of the Matt Mosley Show is brought to you by Coriel Health Medical Clinic. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. Hey! 
Just past the 5 o'clock hour, wrapping up a work day and a work work Monday. Monday's in the books. Man, and it's a good Monday night for you. You've got your choice of a couple of baseball games, a couple of football games. I mean, how often do you have four sporting events on a, just a routine Monday night, Stephen? I mean, this is this is good stuff. And right now the uh, the A's have a 5-3 advantage over the Astros. Astros have gone to the bullpen in the uh, – in the bottom of the fifth inning, but you've also got New York and Tampa coming up a little later on. You got the two Monday night football games, one scheduled, one uh, one is the COVID Bowl. So, I mean, you you've got some stuff now uh, for a Monday night. I like that COVID Bowl. Tom. Yeah, that's what uh, we, we should trademark that time. We named that that game the COVID Bowl this morning on uh, on game time, ten to noon every uh, every weekday right here on ESPN Central Texas. No, you got a good selection. Let me ask you this, because. Uh, you know, you're a big baseball guy, and when all this Astros news broke about the cheating scandal, and I know a lot of that got overshadowed by the baseball season didn't even really get off to a start at the normal time, but how do you view this Houston team? How did you kind of view them after um, the sign-stealing mess? Did it change your, your opinion of them much? Not initially. Not until you, you, you know... I, at first, I'm like, yeah, that's just sour grapes. Mm-hmm. That's just sour grapes, you know. If you, you know, and then it was, uh, then you're like, hey, if a guy's out at second base and he's picking up the signs, but then when you started figuring out what really happened and how all of this unfolded, uh, well, you saw the end result. You saw some heads roll, and and uh, it, it was, yeah. I mean, it, it did, it, it tarnished their win. I mean, I. It, Mm-hmm. It had. I mean, it did for me anyway. I don't know about you, but it certainly did for me. Yeah, it, it certainly tainted it for me. And I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm a Rangers fan. Me so too. I'm kind of naturally sort of against the Astros anyway. Until it's playoff. I mean, yeah. like right now, I'm, we're put, we got them down the hall on our in yeah, Studio we got D them on, and we got them on Fox Sports. And and they've a heck of an organization, but it just the way it was orchestrated, how intricate it was. The fact that they were called on it mm-hmm. and that, you know, they never really made any changes. One interesting subplot to the story, and I'm looking at the probable pitchers and I don't see his name, but you know, Mike Fires is on the A's. He's a starter for them. And he was the one that kind of broke this thing open by talking about how it all happened during his time in Houston. So he could potentially be pitching against the Strohs in a big playoff game in a couple of days. And then initially you notice even even uh even after sitting around for several months and then settling in on a 60 game schedule uh there were some baseballs that flew inside on 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 some certain hitters and I mean, so players certainly didn't forget did they no yeah they took their lumps i mean we had the and the, they knew it was coming yeah you had the famous joe kelly from the dodgers through behind i can't remember who it was and let him know about it and teams have let them know about it you know carlos correa after and credit to Houston, I honestly thought, Tom, because they scuffled to a barely 500 record in the regular season. 29 and 31. I thought the Twins would handle them Me in too. that wild card round. And they swept Minnesota. Except for Minnesota's, like, lost 18 <laughs> yes. straight postseason games. I well, mean, you're realize, talking about drawing the right, right, correct team. Didn't realize uh, it's not called Target Field anymore, but that was a, <laughs> a cursed place. Yes. Um, but they got it done. And Carlos Cray, after that game, was 
after they won that series was saying, well, what are people going to say about us now? Well, we're still, people are still going to make fun of you for that whole deal. I mean, that's going to be there forever. And, you know, those guys are going to carry that around. There's no question. I mean, that you're right. I mean, that that's not going away. That's not, hey, in a couple of years. No, that Mm -hmm. that's with them. Uh, And that's part of their deal. And that's that's just part of their legacy moving forward. So they're down 5-3 as we move into, uh, I think we're moving to the top of the sticks here. And uh, and they're playing at, at Dodger Stadium. No fans on stands. A lot of cardboard fans. I mean, it's one of their larger cardboard fan crowds. Uh, that, maybe that's why they have to have a parabolic mic pick up all that. Uh, <laughs> all that noise. <laughs> all that noise. So anyway, and, and, you know, and notice in, in the format this year, uh, because I, I was doing scheduling, uh, they're playing five consecutive dates. Oh, really? It, it is, you know, obviously you don't need travel. Yeah. So there's no reason for travel. So, but, and also when you had those travel days, you had chances to kind of retool your pitching. It, not anymore. It's, it's five straight baseball games. So how you manage your pitching staff is incredibly important. And starters have got to be able to get, eat up some innings, uh, in this thing. And the, the Astros starter, he, he goes four, Four and a third, I think. So, not exactly what you wanted on opening day of a five-game series on five. Conse- I mean, it starts on Monday and ends on Friday. Now, uh, first to three wins, obviously. Sure. But if 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 it's a if it's a full five-game a series between the Astros and the A's, then uh, then you're playing Monday through Friday uh, in, in Los Angeles. That's almost like a, a college World Series or a Super Regional. You know, a regional where. You, you find yourself in the loser bracket. Oh, you're, and you're playing. Yeah, you're uh, you're working that pitching staff for everything you can. It's it's all hands on deck when you're playing five straight days. That's fascinating. Five oh seven, and uh, this is the Matt Mosley program. Matt is uh, off today. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox. We're glad you're with us. The Matt Mosley Show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at. Uh, over at uh, uh, Central, National, Central Bank. National Bank, yeah, I was uh, I was gonna reach for a little piece of paper there and couldn't <laughs> get to it. Yeah, Central National Bank presents the uh, the Matt Mosley Show. Thankful to have them on board. Um, let me throw a quick note at you, mm-hmm. Tom. I saw this come down from Baylor today. Uh, Hoot Jonigan is going to be an assistant softball coach. You know, a couple of years ago, he helped out over there with with Glenn Moore and those guys. So, Hoot's back in the game, and that is good to see. When uh, when I was doing Baylor baseball, Hoot was the the uh, was uh, an assistant coach on Steve Smith's staff, and boy, he coached catchers and 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 and, and just just a good good guy. I don't know how well you know Hoot, but uh, Steve Hoot Johnigan, one of the one of the good ones. Uh, in the coaching profession, and gl- and I'm glad to see him back in the coaching industry. That's where he belongs. It is. Yeah, I got to work with him a little bit when he was doing, or he still does. Well, he won't be doing Baylor baseball now, but when I was running those games and him and Derek were doing the games together, really great guy, knows so much about the game of baseball, and uh, yeah, obviously filled in on Glenn Moore's staff a little bit, so knows that program pretty well, and good for him that he's going to get a chance to to do that now on a on a more full time basis. Yeah, he'll be uh, stepping in for uh, and filling some big shoes now with Coach Mark Lumley. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lum has decided to retire, and uh, he has uh, stepped away from the game. But uh, well, I tell you, there was none better than Coach Lumley. I can assure you, uh, when it comes to uh, coaching, uh, coaching, hitting, and, and doing those things, that staff, that softball staff, Glenn Moore softball staff, together. I think twenty plus years. Uh, the, the, yeah, they yeah. they really had no changes. None, zero. 
I mean, and that's just unheard of. It is. It is flat unheard of, but that's what that's the continuity that uh, Glenn Moore and his staff put together, and I think they were together 22, 20. I mean, uh, I've read it someplace the other day, and I can't remember, but it was at least 20, maybe I think 21, 22 years that there were zero changes to that staff. Yeah, a great program he's built there, and it'll be interesting to see what they do this year because a couple of years ago had a ton of injuries, really struggled. Last season – Look to be much improved, but we didn't. I mean, we only get to see about twelve games before everything was called off with uh, with COVID nineteen. So fascinating to see this uh, get started up. Uh, we do have the CNC Collision Center text line, Tom. And earlier we were talking about the baseball format, and I was asking you, you know, if you like the way it's supposed to go. And one of our texters, two five four texter, said the baseball season is supposed to matter. Winning your division should matter. The two wild cards with a one game do or die means you better win your division or you could go home quick. Um, so he likes the old kind of one-game wild card format that we saw and not so much this this one through eight. Yeah, That's and two out of three, out of three thing. I, I'm with him. I mean, I, if, if and he's right. Win the division and, uh, and then you don't have to worry about the wild card thing. The wild card thing is a one-game playoff or play-in, if you will. And then, then you go into the divisional round and you have the, uh, the best of five, three out of five, and then you get to the – AL and, and NL championship series, and of course that's a, that's a four out of seven. And then on to the World Series where it's four out of seven, and that's the way it should be. But there's nothing normal about 2020, and so you know they had to sit down and, and figure out what makes the most sense. How can we do this and be fair and equitable to everybody? And and this is what they came up with. So this is what we have for one year. Don't think that people aren't going to look back and go, well, you won the championship, but you won it in a year where we only played 60 games. I pro- Whether they put an asterisk in the, mm-hmm. in the book or not, people who are baseball people are going to say that because baseball is 162 games. Conversation over. You played 60. I understand why you played 60. We all understand why you only played 60. We get it. But I promise you, people are going to uh, – they're, they're going to say that was the year that you know that the season was shortened to sixty games. I mean, there it's it, there's going to be an attitude towards towards the championship this year. Yeah, I could see that, and I mean, if you if it ends up being a team, so so say the Dodgers do it, and mm-hmm. you know they've really led this thing wire to wire, but a team that knocked on the door for such a long time, and if this is the only year they get it done, if they if they get it done this year, and then they just can't find a way later on, then yeah, you'll probably look and, and see the asterisk, but. Um, still, you got to get through a pretty rigorous uh, playoff format here that, that's different than years past. And there's no home field advantage no, in, in the not. playoffs. I mean, you're playing neutral site. So the A's and the Houston Astros are playing at Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> you're in a National League ballpark. Now, uh, granted, the Astros, it wasn't that too terribly long ago, they were part of the National League and not the American League. But uh, they're both American League ball clubs, and most of those players, uh, you know, and you go into these 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 National League parks occasionally, uh, you know, when you with the interleague play. But for the most part, you know, this is this is certainly neutral site, and so will the next round. I mean, there's there's no home field advantage in any of this, and uh, we'll see how it all unfolds. And, and I'm curious to see. How that how that affect? It, it certainly didn't affect the lower seeds in the uh, in the uh, first round when you were playing two out of three on the road. You had road teams winning like crazy. No, it didn't, and I think that does add yeah another interesting wrinkle to uh, to the whole deal. Tom is that there is no there is no home field advantage here, um, and, and there's just 
nothing that can be that can be done about it. When uh, if you just joined us, Bill O'Brien, the head coach of the uh, of the Houston Texans, has been uh, has been relieved of his position as head coach. Yeah, uh, Cal McNair uh, put out a statement, the owner of the Texans, and said, on behalf of the family and my entire organization, I want to thank Bill O'Brien and his family for the impact on the franchise. Um, he had 52 wins and multiple playoff appearances during his tenure. Bill proved himself as a coach and leader in this league. I spoke with him earlier today and told him we were moving in a different direction. Romeo Cornell will serve as our interim head coach for the remainder of the 2020 season. So uh, it's been made official time. The Texans are going to move on from Bill O'Brien, and Romeo Cornell will serve as the interim head coach for the, the remainder of the season. All right, 5-14, 14 after 5, this is the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox in for Matt. We'll take a break, and we're coming right back with more in just a moment. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. What a beautiful Monday here in our area. Tonight, just as pleasant with clear skies, light winds, and very comfortable conditions. We'll see lows fall to 56 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. It's going to be a little bit warmer, but no rain. 87 degrees the high and mostly sunny on Wednesday. Just as beautiful with a high of 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Local officials will offer COVID-19 surge testing in McLennan County through October 17th. 40,000 COVID-19 tests have been allocated for this effort. Testing dates and sites are listed online at covidwaco.com. Save time, pre-registration online, and print your completed registration form. You can print your form at any of the four Waco libraries or three community centers at no charge. Registration will be available on site. Waco Transit will be providing free transit rides to or from testing sites. All sites open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free COVID-19 testing sites will be located throughout Waco until October 17th at the Waco Convention Center, McLennan Community College, Waco ISD Stadium, and the Syntax Chamber of Commerce. Please log on to covidwaco.com for exact dates of the free COVID-19 testing. You do not have to have symptoms to be tested. It will take just a few minutes for you to receive the easy nasal swab for the COVID-19 testing. Act today. Go to covidwaco.com. Be safe and be sure. Let's take a minute here, and we're going to talk about our good friends over at Central National Bank. Tom Nesbitt and Brian Fonville and the gang, and man, you know, and they have they they have a a, a thought, Stephen, and, and it's I, I get it. it makes a lot of sense. If you wouldn't use a one eight one eight hundred number to call a mechanic, to call a doctor, to call an accountant, so why would you use a one eight hundred number to call your bank? And, and if that's the way you're doing it, then, then you're at the wrong place. Central National Bank, they believe in people over the process. They believe in listening over telling and helping their customers over helping themselves. And if that alone ought to have you interested in, in, in the products and the services that are available at Central National Bank. You can bank different. You can bank central. Central National Bank your leading independent bank. Now, they're located at 8320 West Highway 84 and 5400 Bosque Boulevard in Waco, 938 Canyon Creek Drive in Temple. Also got a location down in Austin at 835 West 6th Street in Austin, Texas. Great folks. In, in the, you know, they have multiple locations to serve you. 
but they have that hometown feeling. Uh, in, 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 and Matt talks about it all the time and talks about just what, what a comforting thing it is when you do business with these guys because they know you. They know this community. You're not dealing with, you know, they're not, hey, we got to call New York and see if we can get, uh, get permission to do this. No, the decisions are being made right here uh, at Central National Bank. So check them out. Central National Bank, again, 8320 West Highway 84 and 5400 Bosque Boulevard in Waco, 938 Canyon Creek Drive in Temple, and also at 835 West 6th Street in Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com. Member FDIC. Hi, this is Travis with Texas Trust Home Buyers, and I buy houses cash. If you own a house and want to sell it fast at a fair price, call me at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. I can pay cash and close in as little as three days. I buy houses in any condition, any price range, and anywhere in the Waco and surrounding areas. I'm a private real estate investor who buys several houses a month, and I want to buy more. I buy inherited houses, divorce houses, behind-in-payment houses. I even buy my tenants won't pay me the rent houses. Do you own a house that is trash and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, because I love buying junk houses. I buy vacant houses, abandoned houses, condemned houses, and foreclosure houses. If you own a house and want to sell fast, call me at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. 870-8645 or check us out on the web at texastrusthomebuyers.com texastrusthomebuyers.com Travis is a licensed real estate broker in the state of Texas With so many companies and policies out there it gets so confusing shopping for insurance and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency With the Niche Group you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers and and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you've been missing, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner and events for all interests. Members are raving about the wide open spaces and comfortable atmosphere. Contact April or Stephanie at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with ESPN Central Texas Sports Center Update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Slow starts and poor production have been a reoccurring theme for the Cowboys this season, and Dak Prescott addressed those issues following their 49-38 loss to the Browns yesterday. They're making the same mistakes over and over again. We keep hurting ourselves on offense, putting our defense in a bad spot, and, and that, that's what, and not starting fast enough, and that's what's uh, been killing us over the past few games, and once again, it's what hurt us tonight. Up next for the Cowboys is the NFC East opener against the Giants on October 11th. Jimmy Butler put the heat on his back in Game 3 of the NBA Finals and helped lead the team to a 115-104 victory over the Lakers last night. The Astros begin a Divisional League series with the A's today at 3 p.m., and that can be heard on Fox Sports Central Texas. Tonight, Chiefs take on the Patriots, and the Packers host the Falcon. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Five twenty-one. Drive safely as you make your way home on a Monday afternoon. The Matt Mosley program. 
Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox in for Matt. The Matt Mosley Show brought to you in part by Central National Bank. All right, it is a topsy-turvy back and forth baseball game going on at Dodger Stadium. Chavez Ravine in Los Angeles. Dusty Baker's Astros back out in front of the Oakland Athletics. It is Houston 7 and the A's 5, and that game is in the top of the sixth inning. And uh, you can catch that game on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. So there you go. That, of course, is 1330 a.m. and 93.9 FM. Yeah, and uh, it was 7-3. The Astros have scored four runs now with two outs, Tom. Uh, and, man, maybe this Houston team – they're just kind of bored during the regular season. <laughs> now all of a sudden these bats have come alive. This would be a pretty big win. Jake Diekman on the mound now for Oakland, former uh, Ranger relief pitcher. And a typical former Ranger relief pitcher. He can't throw it in the ocean right now. <laughs> I mean, he is all over the place. Astros still have a base runner uh, with uh, with two outs. So Dusty Baker's uh, club is uh, is is scrapping. And, again, this, this one has gone back and forth all afternoon long. And right now it is a uh, 7-5 Astros lead. I'm going to bet. I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that the uh, the Astros and the and the Oakland A's are not through scoring as of yet. Right now, again, it's a 7-5 Astros lead over the Oakland A's. And we are joined now by uh, Coach Bell over at China Spring High School. Brian, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing wonderful. Appreciate you guys having me. Hey, talk a little bit about uh, your, your club. Obviously, a good start uh, Friday night as you open up district play. Oh yes, sir. Uh, excited about the start. We've kind of we started off a five and zero, obviously, but uh, you know, just trying to make it simple for the kids, and we're just trying to go one and zero every week. And uh, last week was an opportunity to to establish a one and zero mindset in the district, uh, and kind of kind of you know that's how your roots is kind of reset and start off zero and zero with a new season and everything. And I was really proud of how our kids came out and played with a lot of effort and uh, really pleased with the final product uh, they put on the field. Your offense is obviously very productive. And d- did you anticipate being able to to do the things you're doing offensively, uh, obviously with, with no spring and, and not being able to see the guys and, and, and things being delayed and all the stuff that we've gone through trying to get high school football up and running? Did you anticipate your club being this productive offensively? Um, to be honest with you, uh, no, we didn't. Um, uh, just, I think it's, it says a lot about who our kids were over the quarantine period and, and what they did on their own time. Um, you know, as coaches, we kind of worried about, man, are they going to be doing the right things? Are they going to be trying to get themselves better? And I think um, the, a, a select few of our guys definitely took strides in the right direction. Um, it's really producing for them on Friday nights. And that's just as, a coach, as coaches, that's just really um, exciting to see. What, what was your message to your football team? Uh, you're talking about beginning of the season yeah, or you're talking about during the quarantine? During, during the quarantine. Hey, honestly, you know, just uh, trying to make the most of your time. Um, you know, it, it, we kind of we, – we actually talked about uh, – um, there's a story in the Bible that talks about uh, two two farmers, uh, one, two of them prepared for rain – excuse me, one of them only prepared for rain and um, and kind of planted their fields and they prepared their fields and the other guy didn't worry about it. And then when the rain finally came, um, only one of them got to reap the harvest. And so we just talked about trying to reap the harvest. You got to prepare your fields. You got to you got to prepare like there's going to be a season because a lot of people told us we weren't going to even have a season. So uh, the ones that actually put in the work and are grinding are the ones that are actually going to reap the harvest right now. Um, and it's pretty cool to see. Coach, uh, you have a really great rushing attack. Obviously, Emmanuel Abdallah is a fantastic back. But uh, how well is your offensive line just kind of kind of set the tone this year with, with their physicality? 
uh, absolutely. We got four seniors on the offensive line, and uh, they're an experienced group. And uh, they're just—it's really cool to to, to watch them dominate uh, on on Friday nights when they get a chance to. Um, number eight, Emmanuel Abdallah, gets all the accolades, and he gets the players of the week and everything. But it's uh, those five guys that do a really good job for us every Friday night, and uh, we're excited to see how that, how they can continue that. Um, Coach, you taking on Gatesville this week. Have you seen? I know it's been sort of a struggle for them the past couple of years, but do you see the improvement with, with this team, uh, the Hornets that is under uh, Luke Howard in year two? Oh, Coach Howard, uh, he, he's been doing an amazing job the past um, two years there. Um, you know, they went 0-10 this past season, but uh, this this season you can see the culture change on the sideline uh, when they get a turnover, the excitement on the sidelines, and uh, they're, they're, the product they're putting out on Friday nights is is uh, is, is a good product and. I know he's proud of how hard their kids are playing right now, and uh, you know it's Central Texas, and, and especially in nine division or nine four A division two um, in our district, um, you got to come ready to play every Friday night, and uh, anything could happen every Friday night, so we got to be ready to play. That's funny. We were we were talking about that earlier today. Is your district and and just how competitive it is, top to bottom, with the with the cadets and Salado and and right. and, and everybody in that league? You better be ready to play, or you're going to get beat. That's exactly right. Um, you know, and we, we talked about earlier today, too, you know, Salado, uh, they're unranked somehow right now, and uh, they're one of the top teams in the state of Texas, undefeated, and they're flying under the radar. No one's talking about them, but uh, they've got an un- unbelievable ball team there, and uh, they deserve all the accolades that are coming their way. Coach, uh, when, you, when you got to a hot start like this, I'm sure it's tempting to kind of start looking at, you know, goals and aspirations and um, just what your team could do. How do you try to keep the guys focused on, you know, the day-to-day and what's at hand in the moment? Uh, we've, we've got a really good bunch of kids, um, and we're very thankful that here at Chai Springs Coaches, uh, and they really do buy into our 1-0 mindset and kind of mentality every week. Uh, they don't try to look too far ahead, and we just take it and try to keep it simple and, and, look, at, and look at things one week at a time. And um, they've got good heads on their shoulders and they're humble kids. Uh, and so it, it makes our, our jobs as coaches a lot easier uh, for rather than looking three, four, five weeks down uh, to Salado and to Conley and games like that. But and fortunate, enough, fortunate enough for us as coaches, uh, they're disciplined and, and they only look at it at one week at a time. So it makes our lives a lot easier. With uh, you mentioned, you know, how well they led during the quarantine period. And I know you guys had to postpone a game uh, earlier this year. Right. Do you feel like the, the guys have a, just a more of a appreciation for – getting to play i mean i guess that's typically getting to play a game on friday night something you could take for granted but with everything that's gone on this season do you do you think they just have a, a gratefulness for the opportunity to, to compete on friday nights absolutely i think that goes without saying i think there's not just our team i think every uh, football team across texas kind of has that mentality and uh where i can see it with my football team or our football team is uh we can we see it during practice and it's practices we just we just got off the practice field and we have so much fun at practice it's unbelievable just uh we're very grateful to do it with the guys that we have um it's just it's a it's a it's a really really cool and, and used to kind of have the mindset like man we got to go to practice we have to go to practice and now they kind of look at it like we get to go to practice so um it's it's definitely a grateful uh, attitude and like i said we've got really good kids here and uh and it's really showing uh, on friday nights the product they're putting out we're really really proud of our guys well, a terrific start to the season, a terrific start to district. Coach, uh, we wish you the very best, and uh, good luck this Friday night against the Gatesville Hornets. Hey, we, we're going to need it. I appreciate you so much. Coach Bell, thanks. Uh, Brian Bell, the uh, head coach of the China Spring Cougars, and uh, he and the, and the uh, Cougars will take on 
the Gatesville Hornets, and that'll be coming up on Friday night. Uh, quick check on some high school football from around Central Texas, and he made a, gr- a great point, uh, Stephen. He was, he was talking about kids, you know, in previous, and you can understand that because the grind of, of, of football, it's the one sport that's only once a week. Everything else, you know, basketball, mm-hmm. baseball, you play a couple times a week practice a couple of times a week here you practice four days a week and you go play once so it, it can get to become a grind and you know it's the attitude of uh hey we have to go to practice and as he pointed out the kids this year with with covid and everything that's going on we we get to go to practice and so that that is that's a, that's a huge thing it is and yeah you're right 10 weeks is a long season you you get those that pay off through the year but it's only once a week and man Tom, that district i mean Got Gatesville this week, and that's going to be a big game. But you look down the road, China Springs, Salado, China Springs, Conley, mm-hmm. Salado, Conley. Salado and Conley's this week. Those are going to be some some fantastic football games um, in, in physical teams. I mean, Salado runs that slot T. Conley wants to run the ball downhill. China Spring has a great running back. They want to be physical and run the football. Uh, there's going to be some fun football in that district for the next few weeks. All right, so 531 and a uh, a Monday in progress, the Matt Mosley program. And, again, it's 7-5 to five in favor of the Astros. This is game one of a best three out of five. And, again, it is five consecutive days of baseball since they're playing at a neutral site. Normally you'd go – what is it? Uh, two, one, and two, or something like that. And yeah, you'd have a travel day mixed yeah. in there, but it's it's going to be five straight days of baseball. And Houston uh, just had a one, two, three inning in the bottom of the six. So going to the top of the seventh, they're up seven five now. This would be you that's know, big because that's yeah. a shutdown inning shut after down inning. after going out and, and getting the lead back after getting it done. And this would be big. I mean, this would make Houston three and zero in the playoffs so far, getting the one zero lead on an Oakland team that uh, obviously won the division. So Really impressive showing so far uh, from the Astros in this playoff run. All right, the uh, high school football pick'em brought to you by Whataburger, and uh, you can vote. And I think you can vote now. I think the, I think the games are, are the ready games to go. Should be up, yeah, yeah. SyntexSportsFan.com to vote, and here are the games that uh, that you'll be picking this week. Gatesville hosting China Springs. Salado is on the road. They're going to be at Mac People Stadium to take on the Conley Cadets. Troy coming off the big win over Lorena will entertain McGregor. West is on the road. They're going to head to Whitney to take on the Wildcats. Cameron Yeoman looking to bounce back. They've got uh, the uh, Bumblebees of Academy coming in. Waco High will take on Colleen Mart. Th- this this is the game in this district, in my opinion. It's Mart and Bremont uh, coming up on Friday night. Robinson will visit uh, Gerald. Uh, Midway, after getting beat by uh, Westlake, will look to bounce back as they welcome in South Grand Prairie. And then Temple looks to uh, – they're playing their first – here we are. the First home uh, game. First home game, and it's October the <laughs> 9th by the time we get to this game. But uh, it'll be the first home game. Remember, Temple played a neutral site game to open the year. Then they went on the road last week. And now they're finally back in, in Temple, and they'll welcome in Arlington Martin High School. And that uh, that game will be one of our pick'em games as well. So you can go to the website, SyntexSportsFan.com, and you can be a part of, uh, of the opportunity to pick that game and pick these games, and and uh, you'll uh, you'll uh, have a chance to win the uh, the prize package from Waterburger. We got uh, Joe and DFW on hold. Tom. Hey, hey, Joe, what's happening, man? How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, sir. How about yourself? Not bad. Uh, love listening to, love listening to what you, what you guys got going on. It's kind of kind of interesting to, to hear a different different concept than what I was expecting when I turned on the radio. <laughs> uh, 
but a uh, couple of things y'all were talking about, uh, MLB baseball being five games. Uh, I mean, it kind of showed. It, it's going to get show baseball players kind of what kind of athletes they really are because they're not used to playing back-to-back-to-back-to-back games like that days in a row, so to speak, without a quote-unquote day off, so to speak, like that. So it'll it'll be interesting to see the, the gauntlet that they kind of run like that. Uh, and then y'all were talking high school football just a second ago with China Spring and them. Uh, I go back to uh, La Vega, China Spring, because obviously that's where I, I graduated from, back uh, against Sean Bell. Uh, I actually got to play against him and uh, Torian Henderson at Gatesville. So that's kind of the, the, the era that I come from. However, I've been following them ever since. And, uh, and I, I'm glad to see the Pirates got a good bounce-back win uh, and kind of got some – momentum going from the from having to take that big L from Argyle and then having a week off and then uh, putting up unfortunately putting up 62 because I'm not a big fan of running up the score but hey when all cylinders are clicking and, and you can't stop them it's, it's kind of hard I mean what can you do about it so but hey fellas I'll hang up and listen enjoy enjoying the show I appreciate it and I you know sometimes it's it, it's it's the the eleven guys on defense have to figure out a way, Stephen, to stop you. I mean, it's, I mean, I've never been I've never been a believer that it's running up the score. I mean, you know, at some point you got to stop them. And, and and when they put in backups, don't you know those backups? They want their opportunity to to play well and score too. And and you, you are you going to just shut them down? I mean, so I, I don't yeah. know. It's, there, there's a fine line there, I think, but still. Uh, at some point, make a play. <laughs> no, I think, you know, you, you put your, your backups in there and then you keep playing your game and, and you let those guys play. So, yeah. You if you start taking a knee there. with five minutes to go in the game, that's, 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 oh, that's insulting. Most, that's almost more embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's, 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 it's insulting. And he brought up the baseball thing. And, again, the interesting thing for me, and, and I don't know about you, but the interesting thing for me is how does – how how do they manage their pitching staffs when you're when you're playing five consecutive days, and uh, you know every game is I mean is critical. I mean you're in a must win nearly every time you go on the diamond. And so how do you manage your pitching staff? I mean how do you manage your bullpen? Do you, do you stay with that starter for an extra batter or two when you know that he's probably gassed and needs to get out of there? Or do you go get him and worry about tomorrow tomorrow because it may rain? I mean you know there's there a million and one ways. That uh, these guys could that you know can manage this game and you know do you have a plan together uh, put together that says hey if we if if the starter only goes a couple of innings we were going to do this if the starter goes deep into the game we're going to do this I mean managing your pitching to me is uh, there's a game within the game right there yeah it's huge I mean you have to simultaneously have a short leash because the games mean so much but also think about okay what am I going to do tomorrow. Um, cause it's, uh, it's a big deal. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating kind of give and take that you have to approach and, and get it done with. All right. 537. We're going to check in with, uh, my partner on the, uh, on the early show, 10 to noon. It's uh, called game time. And uh, we're going to check in with Glenn stretch Smith. We'll do that next right here on ESPN central Texas. This is the Baylor sports beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor athletics. Baylor football falls at West Virginia. Men's golf claims a Big 12 championship. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. How do you get the job done? With power. Get all the power you need in a new Ram. Alan Samuels presents Ram Power Days. Extra special savings and special factory financing on all new models. Hauling families to great places. Doing chores. Working hard. Alan Samuels will help you get the job done. Ram, the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Shop, apply, buy online. We deliver. Alan Samuels, official auto dealer of the heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great. From general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets, we go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. These are unprecedented times, and they call us to care for each other in extraordinary ways. Help stop the spread of COVID-19 by following these precautions. Wear a face covering. Maintain social distance. Know and monitor the symptoms and stay home if you're sick. Let's put family first and sick COVID-19 together. Sick'em Bears. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat with the Texas Coast Sportscaster of the Year, John Morris. And welcome back on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Baylor football back home from Morgantown, West Virginia, where they dropped a tough double overtime 27-21 loss to the West Virginia Mountaineers on Saturday. The Bears took four turnovers away from the Mountaineers. They were plus two in that category. But despite only 256 yards of offense, the Bears pushed the game into two overtimes where they fell to the Mountaineers. Baylor now 1-1 one and one on the season. They've got an open date coming up this Saturday. They'll next play on Saturday, October 17th, the homecoming match against Oklahoma State at McLean Stadium. Also from the weekend, Baylor soccer, another scoreless tie in double overtime, their third of the season in four matches. This one against fourth-ranked Oklahoma State Friday night at Betty Lou Mays Field. They played to double overtime, 0-0 the final score. Baylor soccer will next host Kansas this Friday evening at 7 at the Lou. Baylor Volleyball sweeps through the Kansas Jayhawks in the Farrell Center on Friday and Saturday. 3-0 wins in both matches for Baylor Volleyball, the number two team in the nation. Next up, they'll host Oklahoma State in matches Thursday and Friday, also in the Farrell Center. And congratulations to Coach Mike McGraw and Baylor Men's Golf. They win the Big 12 Match Play Championship, clinching it Sunday at the Houston Golf Club in Hockley. Baylor men's golf, the Big 12 champions for the second time in the past three years. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
I'm Garrett Ross with ESPN Central Texas Sports Center Update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Slow starts and poor production have been a reoccurring theme for the Cowboys this season, and Dak Prescott addressed those issues following their 49-38 loss to the Browns yesterday. They're making the same mistakes over and over again. We keep hurting ourselves on offense, putting our defense in a bad spot, and, and that, that's what's and not starting fast enough, and that's what's uh, been killing us over the past few games, and once again, it's what hurt us tonight. Up next for the Cowboys is the NFC East opener against the Giants on October 11th. Jimmy Butler put the heat on his back in Game 3 of the NBA Finals and helped lead the team to a 115-104 victory over the Lakers last night. The Astros begin a Divisional League Series with the A's today at 3 p.m., and that can be heard on Fox Sports Central Texas. Tonight, Chiefs take on the Patriots, and the Packers host the Falcon. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Five forty-two, eighteen before 6. This is the Matt Mosley program with Stephen Simcox. Tom Barfield in for, for Matt this afternoon. And I'm just telling you, Glenn, uh, Glenn Smith joins us now. Glenn Stretch Smith joins us. And, and, and Stretch, uh, I'm just telling you, Glenn, uh, Stephen Simcox here has got to become the musical director of the program. Uh, this, oh, he can he- He's bringing them with the best of them, doesn't he? Yeah, he's bringing it right now. All right, uh, we got uh, we got a few minutes here. Let's talk. Let's talk some NFL football. We'll we'll get into the two games coming up a little later on tonight. But it just uh, you've had a chance to chew on it a little bit. I know you were a little you were a little upset, and I tried to calm you down this morning. I told you it was all going to be okay, but uh, you just didn't particularly care for the way the Cowboys played defense yesterday. Yeah, they, they, they are really unsound in so many things that they're doing. It is, as an analyst, it is maddening to sit and watch this, the mistakes that this football team is making and, and not correcting. I think that's, you know, guys are going to make mistakes. We're going to have mental errors. We didn't have OTAs. We didn't have preseason games. So you're going to see guys make mental errors. There's going to be mental mistakes made. I mean, you're seeing offenses score a ton of points right now. And quite frankly, it's because there was no tackling, very little tackling through two days, very little, you know, beating and banging around on one another. You're seeing a lot of soft tissue injuries in the league. But the thing that bothers me about the Dallas Cowboys is defensively, they are out-leveraged all the time. All the time. It doesn't matter what play you look at. When you're giving up nine yards an average rushing the football, you give up 24 first downs in the first half, there's no way you can say, hey, we're making the strides that we need to make defensively. Yeah, the Cowboys personnel on that side of the football not very good right now. They got Vander Esch hurt. McCoy went down early in the year. I mean, they've had a woozy A down. Brown has been down in the defensive backfield. You're going to have injuries. The thing that concerns me more than anything is that leveraged and then this defensive staff not doing a good job with the personnel. I mean, I look up yesterday, Tom. We discussed this this morning on our program. This situation is third and eight. You know Cleveland's going to throw the ball, and they've got Woods and Don Terry Poe Two damn nose guards playing in there, and they wonder why they can't get a pass rush. Now, you've got Dorrance Armstrong, Crawford. You've got guys sitting on the bench 
who, yeah, they're not square stance guys, but who gives a damn? Get them in there and get them up the field and let them go make a play. And so when you start seeing these kind of things happening week after week after now we're four weeks into it, that's the reason why the Texans just fired Bill O'Brien. Because you aren't making adjustments. You're not using the personnel on your football team. And when that happens, I'm not afraid to say, and I know how hard it is to be in that seat, I'm not afraid to say, you know what, maybe some responsibilities need to change in that organization, and maybe it's time to move on from Mike Nolan. He is not getting the job done. Well, and I was going to ask you about evaluation, self-evaluation, self-scouting. Clearly somebody else has to see what you see. Yeah, you're correct. And, and, and that's what takes it. Then you start now, four weeks into it, now I'm going to look at the head coach. And I'm going to say, you know what? We replaced Jason Garrett with a guy who was supposed to be doing nothing but for two years studying analytics and studying football with, uh, with some other coaches in the profession. And now you look at that and you don't self-evaluate, you don't self-scout, you don't recognize now I'm starting to say, is the head coach, is the, have we hired the right head coach for the Dallas Cowboys? Because certainly he is an offensive-minded head coach. He is a good offensive mind. But when they give you the title head coach, it's your responsibility to look after the defense, special teams, and the offense. And right now it doesn't look like that's being done either. Stretch. Let's transition to the Texans. I mean, I, I guess you can't be super surprised that Bill O'Brien's gone, uh, but this is a team that was coming off a playoff win last year. What did you see from Houston in those first four games that ultimately led to his demise? Well, I, I don't think they're doing what they need to do offensively. I mean, they let he let DeAndre Hopkins get out of town, and he kept ran. You know, he kept he kept the core of Stills and Cooks, and you know they signed Randall Cobb. And they're not, they're not getting it done. Dynamic quarterback. And Deshaun Watson, one of the top quarterbacks in the league, he's not playing like that. Your football team, you know, I've always said this, and I've always believed this. You're either, you're either the arrow's either going down with you or it's going up. It doesn't ever stay the same. It never stays the same. And I don't give a crap whether I'm talking to the eighth grade team, my son's team that I coach at at All Saints or I coached when I was at Oklahoma when I was with the Dallas Cowboys you're never the same. You either get a little better or you get a little worse. And the reason that the Texans had to make a move is they've gotten, they've gotten worse. The reason that the Cowboys are going to be forced to make a move is because guess what? They're getting worse. Don't tell them I don't want to first-year stats, uh, trying to get used to the scheme. Try, you know what? If the scheme is too damn hard for your players to understand, then you better adjust. And it's something that they didn't do in Houston. That's why he's on his way out. And if they don't make some changes here in Dallas, Jerry Jones, I promise you, is not going to stand pat when he's got the weapons he's got offensively and let this defense play so unsound. 5.49, 11 away from uh, 6 o'clock. We're uh, visiting with Glenn Stretch-Smith. Uh, you can hear Glenn every weekday, 10 to noon, right here on ESPN Central Texas. And, and Glenn, uh, 
you you mentioned uh, Jerry Jones, and and you're right. He's one that to say, hey, hang on a second here. We we've, we've invested heavily in uh, in this football team, and in the results are not exactly what uh, what what we had hoped for. He'll he'll show some patience to to a degree, but uh, at some point he's he's got a he's he and and Stephen have to take a look at what's going on with this with this situation. Yeah, and the same with same with Will McClay. I mean, you know, you, we can point to personnel. We, there's enough blame here to go around throughout the organization. If you thought that getting rid of Jeff Heath and bringing Willie in here and swapping safeties with the Raiders was a good idea, I can tell you it wasn't. So there's there's some there's enough blame to go around. Accountability is a big issue within this organization. Jerry Jones wants to win one more before it's time to. Go spend, you know, go spend some time with our Lord and Savior, and I guarantee you, He's going to do everything He can to right this ship. Yeah, He'll be patient in some situations, but He ain't no football dummy, and it doesn't take it. You don't have to be some kind of football guru, magna cum laude, summa cum laude. I know you understand that, Tom. You were, you're one of those guys too. Or I was Sigma Nu. I'm sorry, but you got your bottom line is you don't got to be real football smart to figure out. This team is not doing defensively anything. And here's the here's the thing that got me more than anything else, guys, was that it looked like they quit. Mm-hmm. When you quit on defense, when you start coasting, when you start jogging, your ass is in big trouble. And I and I think that they're gonna have to do something. I mean, you got a guy like Jeff Fisher who's sitting out there who's a great defensive mind, a great defensive coach. You can you can stamp on him what happened in Los Angeles with the Rams, but everywhere he'd ever been, he'd always won. You got guys like that sitting out there who are players, coaches, and, and, and deep, great defensive minds, uh, Rex Ryans of the world, and you can't, you can't even get lined up. I guarantee you Jerry will pull the trigger in a heartbeat in this situation. And so there better be some guys over there right now at the start that are trying to get it figured out. All right, uh, Stretch, uh, we, we're going to let you go. We appreciate your time. Hey, hey, by the way, hands at 10 and 2 while you're driving, by the way. Uh, and and we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk to you in the morning. Did you, you want to sing to Stephen? It's, it's Stephen's uh, birthday. I mean, I didn't know if you wanted to. It is. It's his birthday. Yeah. Holy yeah, he's, he's, hell. Hey, man. Happy birthday and good luck to a swell fella tonight. You know what that's, that's, that's usually a night you get to step up and they throw you one of those little underhanded pitches. You can swing hard in case you hit it. Thank you, Stretch. <laughs> and with that, we we bid you adieu. <laughs> it's 5.50. You never know. You just never know. You don't, Tom. So there You're you just go. playing a roll of the dice from 10 to noon. <laughs> you just never know. All right. Uh, it's a 5.52, and we have got the dismount coming up next right here on ESPN Central Texas. For a limited time, when you open a Casasa checking account at Genco Credit Union, you can receive a cash bonus, a $25 cash bonus. Now is your chance to be a part of the friendliest credit union in town and enjoy all the benefits of a free account that pays you money back each month and a bonus when you open it. Apply online today and get your bonus and start letting your money make you money. Qualifications and requirements will apply. For details, go to GencoFCU.org and CUA Equal Housing Lender. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. It's time for the dismount. For a final look at today's top stories, here's Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox. Tom. Yes. We call this a dismount. Okay. And it's supposed to be just kind of something fun or interesting that we didn't get to throughout the day. It's how we close out the Matt Mosley show. Yeah. Monday through Friday from, uh, from three to six. So I wanted to tell you about this. NASA has spent $23 million on a titanium space toilet, Tom. Really? Just 23? Just 23. It's packed inside a cargo ship that should... Uh, it's that packed inside a what? A cargo ship. Ship. Okay, okay. Yeah, that should have blasted off, uh, or should blast off late Thursday from Virginia. Um, the launch might happen, it might not. It's uh, 100 pounds. <laughs> it's half as big as two Russian-built ones that are already at the space station, but they're sending it up to the space station. Are Tom, they sending up a plumber? <laughs> What's the most money you've ever spent on a toilet, Tom? Well, it's not $23 million. $23 million? I, No, it's, it's not. But, you know, so here's the deal. So they get it up to the space station. Who's going to install that bad boy? That's a good question. You don't want to spend $23 million on a toilet. doesn't work, that's for sure. That, exactly. I mean, you got to have a guy that's, that's uh, kind of spaceship toilet savvy to put that thing in there. Yeah, I don't know what all the hookups are for that yeah, one. I don't either. All right, so so there you go. 23 mil. I mean, uh, you know, it's just and that's my money and your money, Stephen. Just thought that's I'd right. pass that along. Well to spent. You. Indeed. I'm I'm pretty excited about that little deal. All right, uh, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. Thanks for calling, thanks for texting in and and thanks for listening here on a Monday for Stephen. I'm Tom and uh, this is the Matt Mosley show on ESPN Central Texas. It's 556.